From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny, straight up ridiculous. Told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own. We make no apologies. What is going on, my friends out there in Washington, D.C.? I am here without Boo and Jamie tonight. I have Valerie and Aaron filling in. We have longtime hip hop group Amphibians, who is also friends of the show. Hey, it's going to be a beautiful show. They've been on before, they were amazing. So let's go, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Welcome back thank and welcome, Ethan. Yeah, thank, 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 thank you. Thank you. Does everybody have a beverage this evening, or is it just me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Dominican rum. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hanging up in the car tonight. So. Was that a five hour uh, energy? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it'll get you there. Just in different ways. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, I hate Red Bulls. Never mind. Fuck Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull is garbage. Well, I had to explain to a friend of mine though this morning that uh, espresso martinis are the adult equivalent of Red Bull vodkas. Because they are. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we're entering the first 10 minutes of our show. Um, Jamie's not here, so we should be able to get through it without any cursing. And, gentlemen, we, we do this because of YouTube's whole algorithm, and we're in the getting paid section. So, the more cuss words we have, or the more dings we might get. <laughs> and, oh, geez. And literally, they only listen to the first 30 seconds and 10 minutes. So, that's <laughs> 10 minute rule. And legit, um, almost, every, almost, sound check, but... almost every episode, um, we probably violate it within <laughs> the first few minutes. <laughs> I want to try to check that out to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying is that I have to pretend that my nieces and nephews are in the room right now? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, at least for the next six minutes. You have a countdown yeah. clock. And <laughs> yeah, mother. <laughs> <laughs> right as soon as that. As soon as it goes off. Closed off and shit. And just run around the studio. There you go, Marcus. See, we can't even get past five minutes. <laughs> you, need to, you need to adapt the, the good place uh, cursing. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen that, that show? I love that. That show was amazing. Do you guys ever watch oh. The Good Place? No, no, no. Oh, it's so good. It's a super white it's, show. So. Right. <laughs> it's great. Holy so. shirt balls. It's super, super Caucasian. But it's, it's funny. It's cute, funny. It's a love story. Comedy. Ted dances in it. You know, he, he loves Whippy Gober, so. Uh, he's still with him over okay, okay. No, is he still with her? No, I don't think so. I think after oh. the whole situation, that thing oh, was shit, off. I forgot about that situation. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think I don't even. Yeah, I don't she moved it. on. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. Let me talk to you for a second. So anyway, Valerie, where are you, where are you going, dude? Turn on the light. Oh, good lord! It's so and the camera's following. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. She, oh, she knows what? the camera. All of a sudden, right. she became Inception. Turn on the 
But uh, but but my cousin is a comedian. He has a skit as the love child of Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. Yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share that with you all someday. You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> someday. Yeah. You send me to YouTube like we'll watch it right now. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, camera followed to me. Yeah, it didn't follow you home. I know. What was that about? It was just like, where were you? Oh, hey, <laughs> and then he was mad. He was like, forget so you. Yeah, you have to tilt it up just a little bit. Yeah, no, 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 don't touch the camera. Okay. 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 Next time, don't do it. Okay. Feeling a little voyeuristic. All right. <laughs> These cameras are too fucking expensive for you to be manhandled. Like Damn it. You just told her to wiggle a wire. <laughs> a wire opposed to those cameras are a little bit different. Okay. I didn't okay. manhandle it. I just gently coaxed it to come back towards me. We all have a different idea of what gentle is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Scale to one to five. All right, now let's get the uh, call back out of the way. Um, okay. Hold, please. <laughs> We are the District of Misfit Show. Thanks for listening. Um, we are the drinking show with a podcast problem. Everybody has their drink. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits Show, on Twitch at DC Misfits. Um, you can also find Thanks. us. No, 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 you failed. It's uh, Twitter. Oops. On Twitter at DC Misfits. On YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel, uh, The District of Misfits Show. On Twitch, District of go. Misfits. And if you would like to purchase some of our merchandise, like the shirt that Marcus has right now, um, you can find that and many other different things on crush at crushingdc.com. And if you'd like to... Either be a guest on our show or amplify your own voice and have your own podcast. Please email us at districtdocfacestudio at gmail.com. Good job, Al. I'm proud of you. Thanks. And what's about uh, your socials? What's that? About your socials. Where can we find I you, Aaron? I mean, you don't, don't have, have socials. My Facebook is all about pictures of my pugs. That's pretty much it. I'm very okay. uninteresting on social media. Born and shit pugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. Not wrong with that. She is. <laughs> Her pugs. Like, these, are my, these are my pugs. I went to a museum today. <laughs> but you took them to a museum. What's wrong with What's you? What's that? So you took them to a museum today? No, the pugs did not go to the museum today. Uh, no, she's saying yeah. that's her. That's her Facebook page. The Here entirety my of my social media is that's pretty much it. I I do have I, I have a Twitter account, but I don't actually know how to tweet because it kind of freaks me out. Um, I, uh, don't worry, yes, we'll I, don't I also don't don't know. I, I you know, weirdly enough, I joined Twitter way back when it first started because one of my one of my friends, she was like really into it. She was like, Val, you need to join it, and that's so cool. And I was like, why? Like, I'm not interesting. I have nothing interesting to say. Why would anybody want to follow me? She's like, just join it and you can follow me. And I was like, okay. But I mean, it's been wait, how when did when did Twitter start? 2007. Yeah, that's around the time wow. that I joined, and I've maybe tweeted three times in that time. <laughs> in yeah. the 15 years of Twitter, of Twitterverse, I've tweeted. 
three times, I might have retweeted something once or twice. But these are just a retweet shit. I do yeah. have it. I just don't use it. All right, now I, I kind of bunched you guys' uh, socials together, so whoever wants to start, I'll just bring them all up. Um, amphibians. Yeah, you can start. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yes, I'm a Khalil Jamal, so that's the first name you see. Okay. And uh, I am uh, SP Methods, uh, the second one that was listed. Oh, and, I got it. and I'm Chakra Ashram official. It changed from shift to official. So, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I pulled that out the last one. <laughs> yeah. So Chakra Ashram official. Oh. Nice. I have all your now, where's your crushing lounge? Is it just on Twitch? Uh, yes, it's on uh, Twitch on uh, Wednesdays from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Gotcha. And so, yeah. <clears throat> we'll get there. Um, let's do safe words. Get it out of the way before I get off the ha- the, the hinge. Yeah, market. We probably do need safe words. Marcus is ready, drinking his <laughs> his fancy Escalon. I will go with Aquafina. Hmm. I will go with Button. That's my safe word. Aaron. Ardbark. Okay. Uh, Brugal. Okay. Perfect. Next, um, SP. Um, no pressure. We're all just SATs. I know. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's what we do. We do the concert. Um, so uh, just look at your room uh, real fast. Bronco. Perfect. <laughs> and mine, Tito Puente. So you can't use a proper name. <laughs> and it has to be only one word. We should have explained. Okay. Tito. There you go. <laughs> now we have safe words in case like, conversation gets uncomfortable or I start acting like me. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a year since you've been on. Uh, you want to catch us up on everything or anything, and then we'll talk about the uh, the documentary in a little sure. bit. So Wait, before, yeah, wh- why don't we go for for new viewers who have not seen you all before? Explain to us first of all who you are. You are the amphibians. Explain a little bit about who the amphibians are, and then you can sort of go into each one of you and what you all have been doing. Whoever'd like to begin. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are also polite. Khalil. Oh, wonderful. Area. You know, I do love to talk. No problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we are the amphibians, uh a collective of artists um who who met uh as friends in the nineties. You know, and um Reunited in certain ways. Uh, so somebody has a phone or something. Sorry. Yeah, somebody, somebody has an echo. echo. So if you have a phone or your computer's replaying it, oh, you might have to mute that phone. Yeah, yeah, I think it was her. Hello. Perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. I could keep it in. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and so, um, so we've uh, 
released two projects. Uh, three. No, actually three projects. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So it, it was a volume one and a volume two. And um, we also released this Crush project. Um, and so, but we also was doing these uh, interviews with the artists from the regions uh, from here. And it was called Fresh Convos. Uh, and Joe Villa was the host. Joey and Too Fresh. So, Joey Too Fresh. Uh, many names, but uh, some of you all know him as a Joe. Uh, but <laughs> so he was the host and we had these Fresh Convo interviews. And then the Fresh Convo interviews turned into a documentary, which is uh, putting the Fresh Convos together to create a conversation to tell the story. Uh, so and then so let's say uh, Chakra uh, did all the editing for the Fresh Convos and put all those together. And those are on YouTube. So I took those and um, a lot of the photos and videos that we had and put together this whole story. Um, yeah, and uh, it's our story, but it's also a, a shot of history um, of the, 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 the hip hop and the poetry scene that was going on in DC, especially U Street in the 90s. Yeah. So let's say people who, who see the documentary, they say, like, I never knew that this kind of art was going on in the city. And so it's wonderful because it really does tell a story that has never been told. Um, but uh, right and so many prolific artists have, have came from that. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I just was able to capture a moment in time and... Uh, now we have uh, this event on the second. September second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's a uh, and that's a showing uh, at the at the Eaton at the cinema. Um, so, and we'll talk more about that. But like, let's say that's uh, oh, and so all of this, you know, we can check out the website uh, amphibians.com. A M P H B N S dot com, and then you can see all of the things I've been talking about, and this wonderful merch that's been designed by the gentleman to my left or my right, but Chakra Ashram, who's done all our merch. So, and that also kind of talks about what I've been up to. So, let's pass it along. But that's amphibian. So, for all you, you know, people who are just seeing us for your very first time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm interested actually. Because I want to, I've been hearing about this this uh, documentary for a year now, so. Yeah. Yeah. The documentary is uh, pretty much Exhibit A of uh, you know the, the the participation we had as a region in this in this art form, you know, of hip hop, and you know there was a, it was under some very unique circumstances. Um, it involved. Uh, a workshop called the Freestyle Union, and many uh, and, and the the influence of like other luminaries of the area, like Tony Lightfoot, yeah, and uh, Kenneth Cole. Is that the name? No, 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 you know, what's the name? <laughs> Kenneth Cole is the shoe. <laughs> no, 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 you throw me way off. No, I'll, I'll come right back to it. Uh, oh, yeah, Kenny Carroll, my bad. Kenny Carroll, I've, 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 I've known I've known Kenny Carroll since I was a, a, a kid. I was like, hold on, give me one second. I know. This yeah, 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 yeah. I, my, my, my apologies. My apologies. No, no, my apologies. No, Kenny Carroll. Yeah, yeah. These these are all these are all you know amazing individuals that influenced us to be true independents here. 
And, you know, this is definitely a reflective of an independent spirit that hip hop has always had in other regions, but it was really unique here in that um, it was inclusive of other regions around it, of surrounding regions. Um, it wasn't just, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was DC hip hop, but really the gestation of a, D, of a DMV hip hop scene as a whole. I mean, there were guys from DC, of course, Maryland and Virginia, all, you know, from all different parts. And, and, there's a, and, and the documentary gives you a chance to get a glimpse of that and, and the impact of that on, uh, on the emotional and, and, the, and the, you know, and the, and the, you know, the heartfelt level. Yeah, I mean the '90s was the uh, golden age, man. Uh, because what be, because what it was, if you did the, if you did this kind of music wherever you was at, you know, because my two brothers right there are from Maryland, but you now if you were from Virginia, like you had to come to U Street, because that right. is where that, that is where <laughs> that is yeah that that was that was our mecca. You know what I mean? Like that, that was, was the comfort zone. That's where everybody yeah, for sure. And but 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 then we we just come into that place in the era that we came to it like that was before it was re being redesigned in this beautiful place it was like you know it, you had to really you had to watch out because you know there's a lot of burned down buildings and things of that nature so like we're just doing our thing on u street not knowing necessarily that the history of black broadway that we right. are just we are just a certain era in this whole history of, on this block we don't like so we and we yeah. think because like let's say freestyle union was at other places but where, where the heart where the energy soul. became was was on was on u street but like yeah, yeah. You were you pre, -El Virginia, pre the ellington yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah ellington yeah. was that first thing that came to u street that kind of shifted the entire dynamic of that entire neighborhood yep mm. and, 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 and one thing I, one thing i also think of is that it was the artist who had like they because we would have different spots at all these different restaurants and different places on U Street. So it was these artists that were bringing the business back into U Street and that like the hip, cool place to be, you know, that's why they opened up art districts so people could move to like, oh, this is the hip thing to be. So it kind of like brought a new energy to U Street. And then, yeah, when that building came up, it was like, oh, okay. But see, but that also is talked about in the documentary when yeah. it shifted and other kind of clubs started coming and other started other yeah scenes yeah, energy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, scenes. Different, scenes. scenes came onto you yeah. street so that is that yeah. is spoken about in there as well though Definitely. around the time when the, the ellington came up because uh yeah so yeah indeed mm -hmm. so That's remind great. me <clears throat> did any three of did any of the three of you who was on right now were, did any of you guys go to duke ellington Oh yeah, yes, um, I wanted to do yeah, Khalil Jamal did. I remember, I remember this battle. I found the, <laughs> so I was cleaning out my editing thing, and I found the Duke Ellington and the other. What was the other school? Uh, I'm not sure. Please uh, let me know. Yeah, I was like, yeah, tell me all about it. You know? What are you talking about, Marcus? <laughs> I'm not getting in the middle of this shit. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> Shaka, what have you been up to for the past year? Um, well, pretty much uh, taking care of a lot of the creative and artistic uh, portion of the amphibians, uh, designing the cover for volume one, Crush, and volume two. And Crush was actually supposed to be a holdover because volume two wasn't ready yet. So I kind of grabbed a lot of relationship songs that we had in the stash mm -hmm. and created Crush. 
And I didn't think much of it, but it actually kind of took off where people really liked it because it was, you know, easily, I guess, accessible and relatable. And so, you know, during that time, we only had it on Bandcamp and people were like, well, when are you going to have it on Spotify? So this year, like around uh, Valentine's Day, we released it, you know, on Spotify. So That's people can have it. Yeah. So, um, so when that happened, uh, I saw that there was a demand, so that's why I kind of started doing the Twitch thing. And first I was just, you know, kind of messing around. And then I had certain people come in and say, you need to start promoting this. And so I started promoting and Crush Lounge is now, you know, kind of built up a little following. Nice. Um, so, and it's mainly, you know, R&B, soul, music, neo soul. And, um, so, you know, my thought process, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go continue. Yeah, uh, so my thought process, even though, you know, we do hip hop, I always, um, found that when hip hop was like, like especially during the golden uh, age, when the R&B and Neo Soul was um, at, at its best, the hip hop also reflected that. So you talk about when Black Star was out or, you know, that kind of, um, you know, hip hop was big. The music, like the soul music was also um, also very good. So that's why I'm yeah. kind of trying to, you know, spark spark up that energy the again nostalgia. Like find, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely definitely that but finding also a lot of unknown i won't say unknown but ones that aren't that popular like r&b artists and soul artists so i found like a whole lot of them and um trying to give them some space uh, that was a popular song off the crush album uh which is mr transistor that's a group that uh i was in with trevor goodchild song was called undulate uh yeah 18 and over uh, please <laughs> <laughs> Now, why uh, is it 18 and over? Clean version only. Clean version only. <laughs> oh, the clean version isn't even clean. I heard the clean version. I had to laugh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we did our best, man. We did our best. Did you? Yeah. Did you, <laughs> Exactly. You had to take away, like, the chorus, like, just <laughs> drip it down to just drums. <laughs> See, that's what I'm up to. I'm, I'm behind the scenes trying to manage all this musical madness with these guys. <laughs> Yeah, I remember this cover yeah. now. I remember that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That, you showed us last time. Yeah, yeah. incredible album, incredible album. Yeah. Get it? Get where? So people can get it on Spotify and Bandcamp yes. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah Bandcamp, yeah. Spotify, yeah, all. Mm-hmm. I, I think you send green. me. All put the Bandcamp and the uh, notes, and I'll go ahead and pull it up whenever. Okay. And talk about it. No, I do have a video. Do you want me to go ahead and share that one? Yeah, sure, sure you can. So, do you want to set this video up? Um, yeah, it's just a, a clip of um, uh, it's uh, it's Alex uh, Isley, I believe. Yes, and uh, <laughs> basically, it's just a portion of one of the shows. I think is like a month ago. I just took a clip of that. Uh, it should be going into a Jill Scott, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, just a clip or a portion of. Um, of Crush Lounge and basically the, the vibe that uh, that that show is. Yes,
We're gonna have to go here. <laughs> Welcome to Crush Lounge. <laughs> How many times do you say quiet storm? <laughs> Uh, babies yes. are made to you or something. <laughs> mm. That's dope. Baby making music. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I've had, <laughs> had one friend come in there and she never came back. She's like, oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're DJing with video DJs. You're a, yeah, yeah, pretty much DJ. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna actually I, I was gonna actually just DJ, but I'm like, I don't I'm not really that talkative or I wasn't at first. So I'm like, okay, let me just do video because at least the video will keep your attention. So but it's great when you do like drop little things like that like i'd watch just for that yeah yeah it's almost like was it space lab 3000 when they talk over the movie and shit the whole time yeah 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 <laughs> i like it it's great now i mean yeah, now yeah. i have something else i want to watch on twitch awesome <laughs> you'll enjoy the conversations <laughs> <laughs> it gets crazy in there a little bit <laughs> yeah so how many people do you, i mean on an average night you, what night is it again it's on a wednesday wednesday, wednesday eight, 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 yeah eight to ten yeah so, yeah, it's a, it's a good amount of, of people. Um, I mean, I have like a loyal following, you know, Betty, Robin, uh, Venus, you know, a lot of ladies. So and that's pretty much like that was the target because um, I'm like, uh, hey, that's a good target audience. I'm just saying I didn't want to, you know, it's like you're sitting yeah, there and you're, you're, you're online. It's like a bunch of dudes, you know, in the chat talking about what, you know, so I'm like, you know, I'd rather, you know, be be the ladies. <laughs> Ladies have a tendency of being very loyal too. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, don't, hey, ever, you don't ever underestimate our power of gossip. Well, there is a, hey, there's a lot that goes into the chat. <laughs> people's, people's crushes. You know, when you play the D'Angelo video, you get a lot of response, Ooh, and you, everybody knows which D'Angelo video. <laughs> <laughs> the one that made every guy like, damn, I need to hit the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And every girl be like, ah. yeah, I hated that I was... video for a long time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like 20 when that video came out. I'm like, fuck you, man. Exactly. The bar was a little too high, bro. You can sing again. and you got abs like that. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that mm. video for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right Why don't you hear us too? Yeah. What'd you say, Phil? Ironically, D'Angelo himself hates it too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he try to make a comeback what, a few years ago? Yeah, that, he... That's hard to maintain. It is. Yeah, that's the thing. He became very obsessed, like obsessive about exercising. So, um, yeah. And he didn't really want to be like, he wanted to be like uh, respected, like Prince. 
somewhat, you know, where Prince is women like Prince, but it's like, oh, he could play guitar, he's he can play the drums, he can do all these things. Well, well, don't get almost naked in your video. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that wasn't his suggestion. I mean, it wasn't his you know that wasn't his suggestion. But he still did he still hit the gym that's, for this. He, hey, that's the, first the label. album. He was our cool dude singer. He just he had a leather coat on. He was like, Oh man, D'Angelo, that's our dude, man. He got a cool song. Second was album. Yeah, I'm he was a WWF cool. singer. Like, what the <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, it was it was great music, but still, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, See, I'm old enough to go back. To, I'm old enough to go back to Key Sweat. Okay, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll, I'll tap. I, I would tap into that, but the thing is, Key Sweat didn't have a video for "Make It Last Forever." I'm like, why? Oh, he did. Wow! No, what? Oh, label man. dropped what? the ball. Wow. Yeah, during like during the eighties and the nineties, a lot of labels dropped the ball. Like you had a hit song, but it's like there's no video. Damn. Yeah, I mean, video was everything back in the eighties. Yeah, he can do it now. He can do it now if he wants to. Let's do it now. Creatures before we real real world, where we actually tuned in to watch videos. <laughs> yeah, remember when MTV had videos? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when there were actually videos on the MTV? and on music television? You know, <laughs> what happened to the music? I always cracked up at that. So what the fuck's wrong? Can we can we blame Carson Daly or no? Like or is no, that he was just way before. It was way before. Process? That was before him. We can blame real world. Yeah, it was real it was world. The real was world. The first, yeah, it was the first one to kind of change Actually, the direction of. You things. can blame real world for all the fucking shitty reality shows we have. Thank you. Yeah. That was the yes. very first. Potomac drop this week, and I'm I'm a fan. So you see, and I don't even know about that. I heard about that. Wait, <laughs> like, what? Oh. What are you talking about? The Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, Hulu. The whole season <laughs> dropped this week. And like, so, I, I have to. So, oh man. So you ever seen? Oh man. So do you see? Is there a hairdresser in there or a makeup artist named Gregory Marcus? I, I know he's on season two or three. One. There was actually, I believe Giselle brought a hairdresser that like pissed everybody off royally. Oh, that would be him. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a buddy of mine. Yeah, probably paid <laughs> paid to do so. We need yeah. somebody who's who's a, you know. They, who's that shit that's all scripted, dude. I know a couple people yeah. were on some shows. Or it's shit scripted. Oh, definitely, definitely. Of course. I, mean, I, had, I had a chef friend go on a oh, cooking we show. We all have our dirty little obsessions, be it video, <laughs> be it music, be it television. She's trying to someone clean it up. Someone else on the yeah, yeah. someone else on the show's favorite show is uh, favorite movie is Bring It On or Princess Bride. Mine is Princess Bride. All right, but my whole thing about the reality shows, like a friend of mine who's keep in mind, he's not racist at all, or I wouldn't be friends with him. But they told him to act like he hated old Asian women. And he's like, I don't hate old Asian. That's women. really specific. Yeah, <laughs> they were. He's like, yeah, yeah dude. And and like, like, we, we have a story. We have a story. We're trying to work with, and that's what we need you to do and be like sixty and up. Okay, sixty and up. <laughs> <laughs> just hate. Not fifty-five. Sixty and up. Exactly. <laughs> be, be, be specific with the age. But you know, if she was fifty-five, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I mean, those reality yeah, shows true. really are very scripted. Like I don't Absolutely. know if y'all remember the uh, um, uh, what was it like um the makeover story shows that they used to do on TLC? Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. plastic surgery. No, no, no. Like a makeover no, no, it, story. It was just like, like they would like take you and like they they there was usually two people, and they would like redo your your um. 
wardrobe and like your outfits and everything they would tell you throw out all your my cousins were on the makeover story two of them okay and um they were they were siblings so the first one uh she went to richmond and richmond they do this like very super south traditional like um Debbie time type shit. It was like a Debbie, but it's for the juniors in um at at, at Richmond for the women, and like they would the be juniors? presented by their dads. They like walk down that there's uh the the stairs from uh Gone with the Wind. You know they'd walk down the stairs, they'd be presented and all this stuff. So my cousin and her friend, they um they submitted, you know uh whatever like they wanted to be on the show. So my cousin. I mean, my cousin has really good fashion sense, but she she made free herself clothes. look like she all she ever did was wear hoodies and like sweatpants and See, like ripped up sweatshirts. Uh, I mean, her. ripped up uh, like uh, slippers to. <laughs> she scammed the system. Fuck yeah! So Fucking she did. Hunger. So and then the 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 her roommate made herself look like she only wore like really super tight, slutty clothes like all the time. So they got picked. So was that and, Becky? Uh, no, her oh, name was Merritt. But so they got picked, <laughs> and so we—I actually went to—I, you know, there was a big thing, and I went to to the filming, and they literally were like telling them exactly what to do. They were like, "Well, come out, and then, and then say this, and twirl around, and then do this." And so she would say something, and be like, "No, no, no, say it differently," and the, <laughs> it was so scripted. And then my uncle would be like, "There." They were like, so tell us how you feel. My uncle was like, I'm so excited to see my daughter. (laughs) I'll say it again, but just what to say. Basically, they were telling everybody what to say. It was ridiculous. I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then her older sister was like, oh, I have a story. Like, I went to medical school. My friend just lost like 85 pounds. And they were like, great, we'll have you on the show too. So then they went out to. Indiana or wherever my cousin lived, and they did, they did a whole story on them too. Whatever their exactly. story is, that's what it was. Whatever we want to make you into, yeah, right? That's basically go what with. they yeah, did. Probably too expensive to do live. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, if if you didn't coach the people and tell them what to say, that show might be. It'll terrible. take forever. Oh yeah, no, it was <laughs> horrible. But, I mean, part of it also was like we really had to make it seem like they were like you'd have to. I mean. Now, similar to like if you were doing an interview, right? Like you don't want to make it seem like someone is asking you questions. So you want them. So there was like a lot of um, uh, coaching as to how to how to respond to the questions, but make it seem like you weren't being asked a question. So like if someone was like, are you excited to be on the show? And then my cousin was like, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, like, <laughs> so, yeah. no, 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 no. Tell us how, why you were excited, and you have to, you have to start it with like, I'm excited to be on this show because you know. So yeah, yeah, you, ha- you have, you have, you have to start the answer. You have to start the answer with the question. I'm like, no, 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 no. These are techniques, like you know, say the say the question again while your brain is processing how to answer, like. I'm so glad you asked me my weaknesses <laughs> regarding interpersonal communication. Like, wow, this I person. believe my weaknesses are. <laughs> See, you have well, the list. <laughs> See, I got really good at like 
interviews because I used to be in a chef. I had to talk to every table sometimes. Like, so they would ask me questions right on the spot. So I'm like making up shit sometimes and, or, but I have to make it sound like it's real. So I'm like coming up with like some excuse of why fucking steak broils at this temperature and molecular science. I had to go over their head sometimes so they wouldn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Of course, that, that's, that's what you like, do oh, when you're an expert, okay. of course. Molecular? The molecular configuration <laughs> of this. <laughs> and then you are seeing I know they start seeing like all the, the real all the equations. I know exactly what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> exactly. Tell us more. The worst is when somebody asks you a question that they know they're not going to understand the, uh, like the answer. Exactly. So, uh, you know, the core, never mind, you know. <laughs> uh huh. more strange. Yeah. I mean, and being a chef, like I had the before the Food Network and after the Food Network was me. So, like, before, you know, you just make fuck up anything. And afterwards, you had people who thought they knew everything and they were foodies. Of course. Oh, see, that was like pre-pandemic, post-pandemic with the bar scene. Because now everybody is an expert bartender. Because they had (laughs) time to practice. Because they were making their drinks by themselves. So everybody became... This was like um, soon after we reopened, and there was this one woman who was like, "The servers, the server went and like he, she wanted a um, a lemon drop martini, so I made it. He was sent it to her, and she goes, "That bartender did not make this drink right." <laughs> he goes, that, "That's my favorite." Well, she's been bartending <laughs> for over twenty years. I, I, I mean, I can. She was and like, so- and she goes. She had the nerve to say, "Well, maybe I should go back there and tell her how to make the drink." I'll smack a bitch. Okay. Oh, I was boy. like, "Go ahead, oh. tell her to come back here. Tell her to come back here." <laughs> you know what that is? That that's like if you're DJing, it's like you know what would be really great right about now if you play this song. <laughs> you really need right now is Billy Joel. Exactly. <laughs> right after so two. What you really sure. need right now is a big punch in the face. So that's a good segue for my first TikTok of the night. So if, who's here worked in a restaurant or a bar or a nightclub or anything like that? Uh, Bohemian Caverns. Oh, son, yes. So we all know in the middle of the night we hate each other. We call the chef piece of shit. My grandmother <laughs> cooked better than you. Servers, you're a cunt. But the minute it's all over, <laughs> go to the bar. Right? Yeah. That's this. I don't know. Hey, Nicole. And how earlier I called you a see you next Tuesday and I screamed at you and I told you everyone here hates you. I was in the weeds. Yeah. Oh, you're going across the street? Okay, yeah, I'll meet you over there. Sounds good. Hey, chef. I know how pretty much earlier I told you to eat shit um, and that my 85-year-old blind grandmother cooks better than you and that you suck at your job. I was in the weeds. Yeah. Oh, is that an extra? Oh, yeah, please. I'll have a bite. Thank you. Hey Mike, I know how earlier I screamed at you and said you were the worst manager I've ever had and that you suck on Expo and anytime you are in the window on Expo, you mess everything up. Yeah, I was in the weeds. Oh, were you able to approve my day off next week? Oh, thank you, you're the best. Oh, hey Rachel, you still in here crying? So I know earlier I screamed at you and said everyone's sick and tired of you crying, whining, and always complaining and always bringing your drama in here and at work and you not ever focusing on your job and actually doing your job. Yeah, um, I was in the weeds. Oh no, you're fine. Your makeup looks fine. You're good. You're good. Okay. Well- 
I think it would have stopped at the manager because you would have been fired. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? Not in these days. Oh, really? Wow. Literally, nobody gets fired ever anymore. We talk about this all the time because there's such a shortage of of workers, of employees, of people who want to work because, you know, there's like this whole generation of young people who don't understand what it means to actually work. Like they're, you know, they have no work ethic. They're like, you know, it's this whole generation that was, that was raised with this like sense of entitlement that like, like nobody, nobody ever, there's no consequences to your behavior, every like participation awards, like all this stuff. And so they come out, these young folk are like, I just, I don't really want to work today. I have a hangnail. (laughs) And they don't like show up to work and like there's no consequence. There's absolutely no consequence to their behavior to like calling out, to showing up drunk, to like nothing because Jesus showing up places drunk. can't afford to yeah. fire them. So there's no consequence. And they and so this is re this reinforces this notion that they can do whatever the fuck they want and they will continue to still have a job. I mean, I watched uh, the Bill Maher show this weekend, and there's actually a 22 year old who went to NYU, and she kind of like because Bill, you know, he's older, he's asking her like, "What the fuck? Why does your generation suck so bad?" And she breaks it down pretty well. So it's, I mean, it's an hour long show, but it is pretty good, and it breaks it down like two to ten. She's like, you know, I'm not trying to say that everybody's like that, you know, like there obviously there are kids who have like good, like a more compass and like have good ethics and stuff, but like. For sure, in the restaurant, in the service industry, and like, and again, I, I don't even feel like it's it's just unique to the service industry because I think it's across the board. There's this whole generation of 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 adults now who are in the workforce who just don't have any drive notion focus. of, of <laughs> no skin in the game. This brings up one of the most one of my the favorite things that is actually said in in my industry, which is not uh, it's not music and it's not hospitality. But so for those of you who don't know that Erin is a um, a captain of her. <laughs> Of her, ha- of her you know, firehouse. Part of her. <laughs> yes. What's your job? Hold on. What's your job? So I am an EMS captain paramedic with DC Fire and EMS. <laughs> um, all, I, all I heard was stress. <laughs> I think what I was, what I was going to say when it comes to like kind of new generations and so forth and so on, like one, the the number one thing that uh, firefighters hate is anything changing and anything staying the same. Um, But at the same time, the best advice that I've ever been given and I continue to give is the primary job of an old fireman is to teach young firemen how to become old firemen. Exactly. So don't die. Right. So there is, there's a generational responsibility. Um, and I think that that probably overlaps into most industries, right? Like if you want to be on this job, which is an incredible job, it's the most fulfilling, most rewarding job you can ever have. 
and then you add on kind of union and benefits and and you know actually making a difference in your community and so forth the what your goal is is to get to retirement and then get to retirement healthy enough to be retired as long as you were on the job yep, right. right and so you take on this responsibility of the next generation be it whatever their work ethic is however their learning method is, whatever their uh, appreciation is or understanding of the job and your responsibility as the senior person is to actually teach them how to be old firemen. You want them to be on the job for 25 years. And so your responsibility is to figure out how to teach them to be that way. Right. Is to right. learn how to communicate with them and teach them and, and bring them up um, so that when they're old firemen, they, they get the to same. teach the new kids coming in and doing the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing as a chef. You know, I'm That's always constantly job. training. But the amphibians, is that the same thing with like hip hop, younger artists coming through, or is there like a lack of respect because they, you know, you always think you're better in the oh. generation before you. So like, what's 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 your version of this? Hmm. <laughs> or do, you, like I mean, do you feel like this well, this sort of translates into the music genre as well oh of course well, um well i was going to say i think a lot of it is just um let's say during the 90s um heading towards uh 2000 um a lot of artists were becoming more mindful about let's say publishing and learning the business and points and all this you know these business terms and how to get a handle on their own career right and so i think right around i, well, I won't say who which artist but there was a there was a change and so um yeah, okay you said it <laughs> <laughs> We all the same, like, all the same like, age. Exactly, 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 exactly. You were like right there, like I know exactly who you. <laughs> yeah. So people started focusing more on the money, but not understanding that the people that are leading you towards the money are also scamming you or taking advantage of you, right. and the artists no longer were learning the business or wanting to build their own. So that kind of set stuff on a different you know so history repeated direction itself, essentially. yeah pretty much because a lot of these artists i mean uh the most i think eye-opening moment was when i think it was lil yachty was on a show and um some interview or uh, some interviewer asked him like um so are you signed to a i think it was joe button actually that joe asked button, him so yeah, you're signed to a 360 deal and he's like i don't even know what that is which any artist would know that that's the worst thing you could be signed to and he didn't even know that he Damn. was signed to basically like so just you know just to kind of let people know what a 360 is pretty much the label makes money off of anything that you do so before they just made money off of the music but a 360 it's like if you get everything an endorsement deal if you're in a wow. movie if you're wow. selling a t-shirt <laughs> pair of socks <laughs> they're getting the cut agent. yeah shitty, and shitty and agent. Yeah, and some artists got signed to like something crazy, like a ten album deal, which you knew if you're doing trap oh, music, uh, you cannot. Your your career is maybe two albums tops. Name one legendary band, group, hip hop artist has ten albums, besides fucking Rolling Stones because they've been playing for eighty years. <laughs> and ten albums. Ten albums. Maybe. maybe well, how about maybe ten two. albums on the same label? That, that probably, yeah, that's slim. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, 10 yeah, albums yeah. is probably, 
10 albums possibly. Wait, 10 albums give give me a singer that got 10 albums. That's like I mean, right. I mean, anybody. We, we, we solo, we solo, we solo you can get five. You can get five. That's the new. The new That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, solo right, group. Either or. But, um, Two sort. But okay, I mean, but, like, actually, when it comes when it comes to music and kind of the next the next generation, uh, when you guys are talking about like kind of the mid uh, kind of the '90s on U Street and the where you guys kind of met and started creating, um, how has social media affected kind of even just the DC scene, right? So you have the the self produced, self promoted albums, artists, and so forth. And how has that changed? How you do what you do, um, and you know, that's a, pretty much my um, question because I'm sure social media came on right around when you guys were coming out, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 no. oh no, we'll no. see. Okay, so no, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful because it sets up the documentary. Oh no, and no, let's go in the back. So yeah, let's say let's say that was um, shit, 1994, 1995. So social media, there wasn't an internet for in '95, like, right? So it was, it was like in like colleges, I mean, like maybe you could like you know maybe post like send something to somebody back then. I had typewriting class, so fuck y'all. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Thank God. Yeah. Um. But so, the thing is, we we had yeah. Just uh, just in short, uh, we had an amphibians website. I remember we had a website, um, but it only had like a chat. And we didn't have any music because, again, we were still trying to figure things out. We didn't have any music on it. We just had a chat. And no, so let's say, <laughs> so then to like kind of evolve to now. So we've been like two years in, like kind of back in action. So as far as social media, I think it's kind of like the dream come true because you can reach a lot of people you know, right. in a short amount of time, you don't have to worry about printing out flyers or, okay, I need to print out, you know, these cassettes or vinyl and take it to this DJ or this, that, and the other, you know, and also let, let's say shooting video. I mean, uh, both Khalil and I, you know, well, Khalil more than, than I, but um, can shoot and edit video on our desktops, you know, which back then it's like, do you have a budget for that? Do you have right. $10,000? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can you find somebody to do this? What can you do? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I like cut you off a little bit. What were you saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So a lot of things were out of reach. So now it's like you we're noticing like things are in reach where let's say even like with my Twitch channel, like just recently, I think as of last week, they changed like how much money you can get off of ads. It went from 30% to 55%. So oh, even shit. that it went, it went up. Yeah, it went up. So that's one of the, everybody else goes down. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went up. So, so that's the thing. Is so for me, I haven't really like I've been on there, but I'm I only usually spend twice a week. So I actually have a retro show also that I do on Friday, which is reminiscent of Friday night videos. If anybody was yes, uh, exactly. So, so kind of <laughs> like that. So, so I used to watch Friday night videos because you know I wanted to catch like the one Run DMC video. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> so you'd right, sit right, through. So right. I would sit through. Um, you know, um. Uh, Sting, you're the police, and uh, David Bowie, and and so that's where I got, you know, I got kind of, um, you know, aware of like a lot of these rock, you know, rock uh, songs or whatever. So I kind of, you know, this is kind of like paying homage to that time period, you right. know. So I kind of a, like a retro show to that. So um, that's dope, though, man. That's like your childhood. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm that. trying to do. Pretty much, kind of trying to. Really <laughs> I mean, I bet everybody in this room sat there with a cassette tape 
waiting for their local radio station. Yes. I course. used to call into my local radio station so I can do the top eight at eight and be like, at number three. <laughs> Guns and Roses. You, you would hate it. It's like, how come they're not picking up not knowing how a radio <laughs> show actually works? It's like, uh, do you know it's only one guy? Hold on. Hold on. Okay, so. I would record the Saturday night shows because they would play all the new hip hop, right? All the new shit. Um, from uh, super regular CeeLo. yeah. And um, but I had one thing I did. I was like, okay, because I'm recording all of them, and they're like, yo, you can call up and you can give a shout out. I said, I got an idea. I said, yo, I want to give a shout out to Khalil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they was like, "Yo, and yo, man, and yo, man, and shout out to Khalil." I'm in the, I'm that's like, smart as oh, shit, actually. That's <laughs> nobody <laughs> ever thought about <laughs> that. God damn, why did I do that? I know you would always think like, "Oh, my friend, my friend." No, you. You know, like, social oh, media before social media even happened. Yeah, yeah. Man, was, oh, yeah. So I actually know, asked. So. I, I had this is an, an interesting question, especially for for people in in music, and we're all obviously of the same generation. Yes, <laughs> we all made mixtapes. Yes, yes. Definitely. Okay, That's from the Saturday so, night mixes. What was what was your mixtape strategy? Did you know the duration of songs and plan your side so there would be no dead air? Sometimes. Would you what? leave dead air at the end of a side in order to start a new song on the other side, or did you ever? And I swear to God, if this is your answer, split songs between two sides. No, What was your mixtape strategy? Um, it depends what genre. If I'm going for, um, let's just say sex, or if I'm going for gym, <laughs> or if I'm going for <laughs> playing around and shit. So I had to plan that out. And I also saw how long it was 45 minutes, 90 minute tape, 45 minutes. Also, this side. is one of the best first date questions you can ever ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, I would the insight that into that other person's like persona is perfect. Exactly, you would you would that would have been like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, we gonna fuck tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. I brought you a mixtape, girl. What's up? <laughs> Why are you handing it to her? Right? <laughs> like, if you knew a song was three minutes and fourteen seconds, but. You know, did you plan it out based yeah. on what yeah. the you know? Yeah, for me, I would, I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would the whole track list. Yeah, for me, I was weird. I didn't want like dead air, and I would never split a song. So I would like, okay, I don't, I don't want that song, but what song is closest to the amount right. of time you know, to fit yeah. you know in that space? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would do that too. I'd like calculate. I'd like, you know, <laughs> Cleo, you, like you have a lot to say, Cleo. You like you're. No, but no, I, I feel bad because I'm fucking way less calculated. I just press pause. And <laughs> and I just press unpause. I'm like, just, I just, I just did this shit. Just, yeah, like I was like, oh no, I didn't think about none of that shit. Like, hmm. yeah, I had to map it out. I had to map it yeah, out. Just, like, pause. Wait, did you know like, like, split the songs on sides? You say what? Like if one if one side like ran out, did you start the song again on the other side? Were you that bad? Uh, um, on the song. I don't depends even remember. Like I don't. I don't remember. Like, I, like, I, like, I, like, I know that was. I know I did have a scenario. Like, like, okay, yeah. I think I just. Oh, <laughs> no, I think I just pulled out your Real Housewives of Potomac right here. I thought pause. Why I thought pause tapes was a big thing, but I'm hearing nothing about that shit. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's about beats, I thought, man. 
I, I th- but yeah, but I was recording him like, pause, like, pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, bro, no, okay, no, never, no. okay, I'm pausing this shit, okay, but, okay. Yeah, but I, did, my... I also mentioned uh, W.O.L. with DJ Fransky. For me, that was yeah. like, that was it for me. Like, that kind of began my it. love of hip-hop. Like nice. WOL that the AM channel, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I got I got I got two things here. One, living in Delaware, like growing up, like every once in a while I'd be happy if I got like ninety two three or something from DC and Baltimore. If it was like rainy or storming, I can get DC and Baltimore and at so the crazy. Beach. So I would like look for that. Second, like when I was like eight, nine, ten years old, I used to, you know, call on the radio station. I would record myself and just record songs. But then I would take that that my mixtapes and come back and do like I was a DJ. And played different characters. Like I did my own commercials. I actually, I was the DJ. Uh, I was my own. I doubled in interviews. When I was interviewing myself and shit. And Mark, I was, so you, you were preparing do you still yourself. Have tapes right. of this? Do you still have tapes? I of this? might. I mean, my parents might have stolen from me because they were impressed that I fucking knew how to take two different radio uh, stereos and mix them together. And like, I'm fucking eight years old, and I ha- and I would have a mixtape. You were, yeah, you're like a, a borderline genius, man. It's like, what the heck, right? I, I, they take shit like... apart. I used to take shit apart. I couldn't put it back together. We'd take shit apart all the time. And then we'd be like, well, can you put it back together? And be like, mm, nope. I lost that part. <laughs> it comes in handy. Yeah, I just have these little bags of all the leftover parts when I was done. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, and I'll, I'll, before I became a chef, I wanted to go into broadcasting and radio and DJing. So, like, me doing the podcast and shit now and having the podcast company. You like, You're living your dream, Marcus. It's, yeah. it's full circle. So, like, it's like, it's now, this is my passion. You yeah. know, it's like, I'm going back to 18-year-old me. And, That's awesome. Know. And that which started at eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> looking at you like, what the hell is Dude, my doing? parents, my parents bought me turntables and a mixer when I was 14. You know, and I, I used to throw house parties. Like, motherfuckers love me. What I used to do, hell? I did all the house parties. I did the prom. Yeah, dude. But wow. I did, oh, wow. Started. Very generous. Yeah. I think yeah, that's still- even a better question. The, the, what, did you, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you went into kindergarten or first grade? A DJ. I wanted to be in music. At kindergarten? You were like, I'm going to be a DJ. I wanted to be on the radio. That's what I wanted. Here's a question. What did your mom and dad do? Because it's like they... Like what did they do well, for... My father was oh, a banker, a, a corporate lo- corporate loan guy. Um, not corporate, but he's a dollar. So he like dogfish. He held like money in like some of the local yeah. places. My mother was uh, she ran a hotel. I'm like, man, to like actually look at you and like, oh, can you buy him the turntables. I'm like, <laughs> because because, <laughs> because if, if okay, so you know, well, this software and all this shit, you just got it, whatever. Like, but if you had some turntables, you were a superhero. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had special powers. Like, what you got a mixer, too? Yeah, and like I had homies come to the house and like just we would do freestyles. I mean, I did, I sucked at the shit. I can't do that. I couldn't rap, so that's why I was behind the scenes. Yeah, (laughs) you know, that was my whole thing. I was like, I'll fuck with you. You're lucky, man. At least you had the tools. Your parents were like, Yep. Buy him I mean, the turntables. I mean, what, there was a, we really they the, were like, shut him up, just give him the stuff. Well, they didn't. Want, they were tired. They were tired, honestly. They were tired of me breaking up the stairs. Does it come with headphones? Uh, so okay. he was like, I'm going to get you some shit from Radio Shack. Stop touching our shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also started getting into build. I used to build my own speakers. You know, before car systems and shit, I was I would take speakers apart. It's pretty much what I took most apart. 
And <laughs> I, I try to learn to like the whole air dynamic and shit. And why is the yeah. ace Trevor? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 That's what I at least it panned out. What do you want to do when you grow up? What? Ballerina? Oh. Who, me? I want to be a vet. Who the fuck grows up want to be a, uh, I guess, animal? I really wanted Everybody to be a veterinarian. I was obsessed <laughs> with animals. At one point, I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then, but I also wanted to be <laughs> an astrologer. And I wanted to work with the dolphins. <laughs> Jesus. I wanted wow. to do all what? kinds of things. This is very typical <laughs> of the Gemini. I had all these different. That's across the fucking board. Yes. I mean, as a Gemini, I had all these different. You can swim with the dolphins and look at the stars at the same time. Exchange. I mean, the dolphin will this try to fuck you. To <laughs> the dolphin will try to fuck a woman. Yeah, you make yourself. They're the most horniest animals out there. They don't. Dolphins will rape you. Dolphins don't care. They will. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Yeah. stories. Homo sapiens and dolphins are the two species that have sex for pleasure. Right. That's why they will yeah, fuck you. That's true. Dolph Dolph want, dolphins are like bad news. Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dolphins are bad they're, news. They're, they're like, like gangs too. They're like gangs. <laughs> no, they do. They travel. <laughs> no, no, they travel in pods. They harass seals for fun. <laughs> no, no, dolphins are like dolphins are like throw them in the air, terrible fucking like dolphins attack sharks. Dolphins fuck sharks. Are bad dudes, man. Are you serious? Yeah, because they they go and pack. Are killer whales. Yeah, they got the whales. There's like six. There's like ten of them. will go after something. They don't. They're like bees, man. They don't go by themselves. It's crazy. Aren't you lucky? Okay, so dolphins around. Sorry, say that again. What did you want to be? What did the amphibians wanted to do when you grew up? When you went to kindergarten, first grade? Oh, I wanted to be an artist all my life. So, because my dad was an artist, so I just wanted to be like him and all the the cool things that he did. I was like, I want to do that. You know, Um, I didn't know. Sorry. No, no. I was gonna say I remember a story from last time. So after they finished, I want to come back to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was always to be an artist. It wasn't like it wasn't necessarily to do what he did, but I always knew I wanted to draw and to be an artist. And yeah, since day one, like yeah, for me. And you were, and you, and you were in a place where like your creativity was kind of fed and nurtured, and like that. You... Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because my father was an artist, like a visual artist, and my mother was like a, a writer. So it was like, yeah, nice. just we're gonna keep pushing. All that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His mom actually brought him to a, a freestyle union cipher. He was fourteen. He right, walked in with, out. yeah, mm. walked in with khakis. Little kid would came in there and it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He was actually good. So, so we were like, oh wow, okay. So and so let's say her and her folks, they were like from like the poetry circle before we even became to U Street. Cause so that place that she had uh, was in Southeast Eight Rock. That was actually one of the first places that Freestyle Union was held at. And uh, Kenny Carroll, who will go back, like he was the one who helped Tony Blackman get that space. So, yeah. Yeah, it's know, like full circle. Is- and we actually found that out while we were researching this. I was like, oh, wow. I was researching and I saw his mom's picture. And I'm like, what? Oh, the fuck out of here. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so she awesome. Was, she, was all, she was also the one that got us the grant to do this documentary on Fresh yeah. Convos. Yeah, so it's like a yeah, full so circle. Looking yeah. for stuff like, son, look at this. And it's a, they they wanted above exactly what you all been doing. I said, well, okay, mom, and she wrote it up and everything. So 
Definitely awesome. always shout out to her. So yeah, definitely environment to nurture the artist. Like, nice. Yeah. We love so, your yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's <laughs> P, what did you want to become? Oh well, I mean, I, I've always been a writer and uh but around seventeen the production bug kinda kinda took over my life and I kinda split that, you know, between being a writer and being a producer ever since. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you, and, Chakra, what do you want to do? Uh, for me, um, I was uh, just always a creative. Uh, when I was in elementary school, I went to Francis Scott Key Elementary. And on Thursdays, they would take us to a high school that had, oh, I don't want to say this, but yeah, they did have a dance class. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I just want to make, no, just make sure you don't have any pictures. Too. I didn't have any weird clothes on, but I just want to make sure you didn't have any pictures of me like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, they had, <laughs> so they had a uh, dance class and they had like an acting class and you know we would do stuff with clay and you know just you know a whole bunch of different things i used to look forward to that so i always wanted to just do something creative and around middle school was like a cartoonist i used to love doing uh comic books and stuff like that like try you know, to create my own comic books you know i did that too i also i was really good at drawing so that was part of like my whole really interesting that you guys all actually like have kind of a visual arts aspect inside of yeah i also back. when i was in first grade i wanted to be um a superhero <laughs> and <laughs> the super oh look yeah. at me <laughs> With Joey and his oh, other yeah. I'm gonna get that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that for you. Oh my god! <laughs> so I wanted to be a superhero, but the superhero she was a lion. She was lion girl, and I made like you know back in the look. There's me. I was out. So, you so back when I don't know if y'all remember, it was like the crayons that like you. They were transfer crowns. You like, and you would scribble, and then you would you would uh, iron it on to. Yeah, yeah. I made a T-shirt of Lion Girl when I was in first grade. I was convinced that like I could turn into Lion Girl at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I I do see a theme here. Animal seems to be a theme. (laughs) The vet, the dolphins. Now she wants to be a lion. I would sit at the door and I'd just be like, I'm going to be lying girl too. Like I would just tell myself. That 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 was definitely a question I had when you was like, I want to be a superhero. I was like, I wonder if it's gonna be related to animals. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, because that would be like, oh, a veterinarian superhero. But no lying girl, but I knew it had something to do with animals. Okay, so and like I used to know I was good at like drawing and stuff when I was little. So I like made this. I mean, I I I made this. I am probably a hundred percent sure that my mom has that T-shirt somewhere, tucked away in the house. But like, I made this whole T-shirt with like the lion with a cape and like a lion girl. With <laughs> a lion with a cape, just You're not ferocious. Oh, the cape. So that being said. What superhero That's would you never be, or what superhero would you be, or what made-up superhero would you be? Avi, I'm lying, girl. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> now you're right. Now you're right. 
Aaron, anybody who want to emulate or be your own thing? thing? Superheroes, everybody? Anybody? Anybody. Yeah. anybody. Oh, oh, for me, for me, Spider-Man. I always loved Spider-Man. And the, the reason why is because he would actually have conversations with himself about certain things. And I thought, that, wow, that's pretty interesting, you know? Like, because he's very, you know... He thinks thinking things through. Like I always thought that was interesting. He didn't need anybody else to kind of figure things out. Because uh, he's very introspective. He's a psychopath. Or and he was a psychopath. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're flying like cityscape, you gotta have some kind of like, psycho fucking thing twisted up in that motherfucker. Well, well yeah, <laughs> like a roller coaster. You're just making your own roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Who I cleaned up guys, all the I, web? I, <laughs> Did I tell you guys how I almost failed my uh, psych the the psych entrance to the fire department? No. When the fuck did you so, total the, we, And it, it, it is it, it, it's uh, it's associated to this. But one of the questions was sometimes I feel as if I have more than one personality. And Val, you also know this too. Well, I am a pure Gemini, but also I think all of us have multiple personalities, right? Yeah, we we have got we've got to work. <laughs> right? We've got a work personality, we have a party personality, home personality, like, and that's how I answered the question. I was like, yeah, of course. You can admit that to work. So I back in to the actual, to like this, the DC psychiatrist, and they're like, well, you've been flagged. And uh, <laughs> you answered, you answered yeah. this question, yes. Um, so, that sometimes you feel as if you have more than one personality. And I explained it to him and I said, don't we all? Of course we do. Of course we all have more than one personality. I'm Gemini. And, and he pauses and he takes a breath and he looks at me and he goes, do they communicate with each other? <laughs> oh shit no that's not what i meant you on top of that when i was going through my brain injury every time i went to a new doctor one of the questions always would stand out to me was like do you hear voices is someone telling you what to do is someone following you like that was like that was like my question. And I also, at the same time, was like, wait a minute, is there? What's going on? So I was starting, I guess my brain was fucked up. My brain was scrambled. But then I then I started realizing, you know, I've done a lot of ass in my life. So I'm like, oh, I can associate the two things together. But then I'm like thinking of some of my friends who have lost their shit and people who are now in the loony band. I'm like, hmm. I'm right on that verge of like teetering. Like, I can go either which way with this one right now. Like, like I can yeah, I'm, I'm up to like three more doses and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you are one I'm question. Like down doses. Yes. Jeez. All right. Khalil, what about you? Um, yeah, I was thinking I was stuck. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Doctor Strange is like an easy thing. I don't know, but like he's cool. I like Doctor Strange. I can fuck with that. Yeah, he's going to be a wizard, like a sorcerer, a sorcerer, a sorcerer. Yeah, but like okay, so it was. And he's that cool ass cape. Yeah, but it was one comic book dude that as a kid I always thought just his comic book like looked so cool, right? It was this comic book character named Brother Man, and he'd be like, "What?" So yeah, you Google Brother Man and you see. You know what I mean? This may not be the coolest outfit, but it's drawn. <laughs> the, the art was the coolest. Like, you know what I mean? Because it reminded me, like, of a graffiti-style characters, but, oh, okay. like, it was really well done. Like, the drawings were, like, 
I thought it was wonderful, you know. Like, yeah, it was, it was the kind of it was the, it was the kind of the comics that my mom would buy. Well, you need to maybe look at Brother Man. I was like, oh, okay, that's when when you go Hold to like, on, the black comic, like the black bookstore. Was there like a find the five differences in these pictures on the back cover of that? <laughs> uh, now I I don't know I don't know but uh yeah, but it was it was in like the the mid nineties you know oh Jesus uh, dictator like, yeah. of discipline my goodness <laughs> yeah, yeah it was cool man but look I mean when you look at the art in there it's like whoa I mean like dictator artists like Jim artists like Jim <laughs> Lee scary. was cool like that Tommy <laughs> was cool but nah but that that art in there was. So yeah, I would be him. Why not? You know what I'm saying? That's kind of scary though. Why not? Dictator he of is discipline? a dictator discipline after all. Oh wait, I know this publisher. I know these guys. Yeah, you, you got I know these guys. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know yeah. it looks like uh <laughs> I know these guys. Yeah. Yeah, that issue um, right there was fire. I I know I know the first two kind of look like uh skateboard involved in those comics when you were 12 years old? I'm just wondering. You said, you said a skateboard? No, no, a safe word because it looked like it looked like uh, what a lot of just saying. No, no, no. I, I think those characters might look more crazy than they oh, but see, yeah, yeah, those characters, those characters look like that characters that were on t-shirts in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. like yeah, very yeah, like hip hop. Yeah. Kind of look like the whole like yeah so yeah. Oh, I was just I was just referring to the woman tied up and and gagged on an office chair on the first one. Oh, 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 yeah. Like, so yeah, so like brother man. But yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure brother man has to save what her. Button? I'm sure, I'm sure, exactly. I'm sure brother man saves her by the end. Like what? She looks in danger. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't know. He's sitting there painting her, so it looks like he. No, 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 no. That's not I him. Got... I'm sure like that's the villain. You know. What okay, he's like, he's like oh. I, got, I got a date. No, 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 no. Brother man looks cool in that dude. That dude looks like a villain. You know? <laughs> really? He looks like an R and B singer. I don't know. Yeah, the R and B villain. The R and B like villain. He's doing paint and sip before paint and sip. <laughs> Man, he said the wrong thing, you know. What I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's your subject? Her. That's it. But that would be my character. To this. Yeah, but dictator cool. of discipline, kind of scary, man. Wow. They, they should bring him back and make toys. It'd be nice. <laughs> That's the first one that popped up. I'm like, my God, wow. <laughs> dictator of discipline. The it's dictator. Like, I think the only superhero I the, ever knew him growing up. I never, I, I wasn't ever like exposed to comic books, oh. and so I think the only thing I ever knew was Linda Carter and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, we loved her too, and she lived right in Bethesda, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, damn! Yes. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't her know. Her daughter went to school where you I used correct. to teach. Yeah. <laughs> they know. She would come, come and pick up the kids sometimes, and I'd be like, "Oh my god!" All right, so, so Khalil, I want to get to the story about your name. You readjusted your name a few years ago, right? Yeah, indeed. So that was a story about your father, right? Is that, am I correct? Well, uh, I mean, the story, like Khalil Jamal, that's, that's just like, that's my real name. It's like my first name, my middle name. And I knew eventually that I would eventually turn to this name. Um, but I really wanted to do it just because like, I wanted to, I don't know, uh, rebrand myself, but also just like uh, have put my name next to my work. Like, not like a name that I created per se, like, you know, like that it'd be me. and. Uh, 
And so when I do a certain kind of music, if it doesn't reflect the name Haranga Braun, it's not like, um, this is off brand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but I also had an idea about, okay, so if I do a painting, like, so then what do I put on it? I put Haran or I put Gibran? Like, no, like, you know, yeah, like you, but you, you're, you're blessed with a cool name. Like this, that's, that looks like somebody came up with that name. Oh, D apostrophe. Oh, he thinks he's, that's just, that's just my name. So the name before that you you went by was different than Khalil Jamal. Jamal yeah, right? yeah, it was yeah, a Haranga yeah, Bron, but you could explain explain why why Haranga so, like, Bron. I was going to say in 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 France, the capital D with an apostrophe actually associates royalty. It means your your lineage to uh, the high court. Yes, and so these are things that my mother would tell me. You know, what I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, "Why is it apostrophe? It doesn't make any sense." Actually, apostrophe. okay, mom, well, I believe you. I believe you. Whatever you say, I, you, you you've been right for so long. Like, okay, fine, but yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just wanted to actually just uh use my name for all the things I create. You know, like if it doesn't fit under those two. Those two artists, just like you know, just I'm gonna reflect myself. So, and uh, and, yeah, and, Har- and Haran was uh, after Gil Scott Heron, and that's um, the story I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. and you met, yeah, yeah. Did say, you not so, meet him? Yeah, yeah, I met Gil Scott. Um, because then I was just like, and I asked him. I was like, it was it was so cool because like they was like you know as I was like his merch table afterwards, like um, and I was just like, and he was about to go. I was like, yo, Gil. Yo, Gil, let me holler at you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, what this little like, young bro? And, and he turned around because I was like, I'm so used to people calling me Gil. It was cool to say it and somebody else be like, because right. oh. that's like my last name, Khalil Gil, like my last name. So, and then I just asked him and I was like, yo, this is my name, but I want to know if it's okay with you because if it's not, then like I definitely change it. And then uh, he was just like, he was like, yeah, it was like, but he was more amazed. He was like, so you will put me with Khalil Gibran? I was like, yeah, what you mean? He was like, ah, oh, man, wow, brother. I was like, so yeah, he gave me like the you did him a favor. That. Yeah, he was just like, That's I cool, can't man. That's you awesome. put me with that. So um, yeah, so and because like um, once I graduated high school, my mother was like, yeah, I know you. You've been rhyming and you're doing all these things and you like these people, but I need you to listen to this. And she gave me uh, uh, the Gil Scott CD, the 125th Street. And uh, it was just like, okay. Yeah, and so like, and I was also living in Baltimore. So like the content for like, you know, like uh, music about like oppression and change, like it was like, it was every time I walked out my door, so it really uh, fit the times um, to be making music with those with that content. You know, so. what was the album that your mom gave you? Um, one twenty fifth Street. Like, uh, try to get the actual title of it. Um, know, just sitting on the one twenty fifth and small talk at one twenty fifth Street. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like, just like the cunt, cause like um, I actually had this record before, cause it, cause like he was in the band called the Midnight Band, and that's when they had the song Winter in America. So I had I I used to be playing that song, but it would it didn't say Gil Scott Heron, it said Midnight Band. So 
that's when she wanted me to hear that. And um, so when I made a, uh, a uh, I guess a remake of the song Men, uh, Winter in America with um, uh, my friend um, Akil Nadir. And uh, that's when I first said the line, Khalil, Gil, Scott, Iran, Gibran. I was like, oh, that kind of sound cool. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow. And I was like, okay, this is going to make sure that I don't write nothing too crazy and terrible because you know, you can reflect badly on the name. So it was kind of had multiple reasons for it. But uh, yeah, at this stage, I wanted to, you know, go with my name and put, you know, my face get it, to what, whatever I do. Uh, but yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like all the small talk. It's beautiful. Let's get to the reason why we're here, guys. Yes. Okay. So you, so... <laughs> you guys are up. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, okay, yeah. so first convo is a DC hip hop oral history. So this is a uh, at the Eden Cinema on the second of uh September and uh we'll be showing this and we'll be having uh, uh happy hour and the live mixing by Mr. Shakar Asha himself, uh you know what I'm saying awesomely famous DJ on Twitch, you know. Uh, or Wait, are you the same, hold on, are you wearing the same thing that you are in this picture? Yeah, I wanted to be uh, consistent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand, I respect it's a that. Brand. I can respect that. I can respect that. Yeah. Just, so you, just so you know exactly who that cool guy is in the picture. Oh, that's <laughs> I feel like I should flip my hair now or something. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so and we'll be showing that and having a Q&A afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a uh, yeah September second Eaton uh yeah Eaton Hotel Cinema. Uh huh. And where's the Eaton Hotel? It's on in Georgia, right? Yeah, twelve hundred one K Street Northwest, uh, right on K Street. Man, K Street. Yeah. So Chakra, so Chakra, <laughs> where can they find the ticket? Chakra, well, where can they time find the tickets? SP, let them know where to find these tickets so that yes. you know. Yeah, and they the link below there. You can also go to our website at amphibians.com that did the very top banner. And then in the, uh, the first post right there, you can find links, direct links to the tickets. Um, they're still available. And uh, if you if you are uh, an administrator or a member of the press, feel free to contact us at amphibians at gmail.com. And we'll take some special considerations. Yeah, because um, basically we're trying to get this documentary in the schools. Um, yes. Just to one teach, um, I guess the younger uh, people about the um, the era history. that we came up in, yeah, and the history of of DC hip hop. Right. Yeah, so explain you know. to us a little bit more about what the documentary is, and what and what the event is, and like what you're what you're hoping to they really dive in it to do from it. Yep. Well, um, I mean, you mind? Uh... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, oh, go ahead bro. Yeah, please. I, I mean, I, mean, I would like to hear. It. I mean, basically, the uh, the documentary is the first level of the history that we were a part of. Um, it features a lot of the uh, luminaries, a lot of the a lot of a lot of good friends of ours who are incredible artists, like the poem MCs, uh, to uh, incredible people like Tony Blackman, who speak on their personal experiences um you know that we were we were there for but from their point of view of course uh during uh the during the interviews that they we conducted at, uh for fresh convos um you know the uh 
it goes into a lot of the history that you the history that took place in U Street from the mid from uh we would say from the early to mid nineties that involved you know from from my perspective a lot of students from Duke Ellington as well as a, a lot of a lot a lot of kids from other regions in DC um, but there's also featured a lot of uh, a lot of elder people that held events uh, owned restaurants and other businesses that were open to uh, open to or that were open to us, open to allowing us to perform and express ourselves. Um, we, we held different events at you know different, different restaurants over the years. Um, this uh, this uh, spun into a lot of other opportunities for other individual artists, and they got a chance to express, you know, their uh, their growth and change in the documentary. Um, you know, really, it's uh, it's, it's really one chapter of a much larger story that we have yet to tell. But um, it did it, it did it, it did in part, I would say. Uh, in, in a way, it's, a, it's an easy portal in to understanding that there was hip hop history in the DMV area, and um, and, and it's very unique in its inclusiveness, and uh, and also, you know, with the backdrop of go go music, which basically populated a city of brilliant young black musicians. Um, you know, this was the backdrop that you know produced us. You know, uh, you know, artists that you know really care about what they care about what they say and have a sense of musicality that that you know that is uh like no other to, uh, to me and the, that, that documentary definitely embodies that and we definitely hope you all get a chance to come down to the hotel cinema on 12th and k on friday um tickets are still available please uh, please come through uh contact any of us if you uh if you like to uh, get access to those tickets and we would uh, love to answer all your questions you know, this is uh, like I said, this one chapter of a much larger story. What day is the second? Friday. Friday. It's a Friday. 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 It's six p.m. Friday at six p.m. I I feel like I will be available, and I feel like I should come down. Be, and I feel incredible. like I should get some behind the scenes things, and I feel like I should interview some people. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, I'm gonna pay for my ticket. I'm gonna pay for my ticket. But then sure. I want oh. I want to talk to you guys behind the scenes. Sure. Okay, that'll be cool. Yeah. No yeah. Thank you. I'll do thank some you. I'll do some live Facebook live and fucking. No, sure. that'll be great. Live. And that'll be incredible. And, and one thing about this documentary is that, like, it really, I'm all stopping like it's dramatic, but like I really was thinking about it while I was doing it, and I said like, I have never done anything that has never been done before. Like holy shit! Yeah, nobody's how, done this before. How, yeah. No, like how do you? Nobody. Ever, like Khalil, how do you ever get? How do you get the opportunity to do something that's never ever been touched upon? Especially in the music like, industry. Holy shit! Like holy yeah. shit! But with all the people that were involved, even that we pulled in through doing the fresh combos and other things of that nature, like it has never been spoken about. Like so, finding all the resources of all the photos and. All the flyers and things that, that, that was awesome. Just putting this all together, like it's like, yeah. like just to be like, like I'm really like we really documented history and t and told a story that has never been told before. Like, yeah. make sure this make sure this shit exports perfect. Like, in all reality, I wasn't here in the nineties. Scary. Well, I was gonna say like I think there's there's such an excellent time frame now because I mean, um. We all know, like, we've all recognized that, like, fashion goes through its own, you know, like, uh, 
when we were in high school, we were wearing clothes that our parents wore and they thought like, oh, this generation doesn't, I wore you know. And <laughs> Ew. I was a rave kid. The, the, the interesting thing is, is that right, a rave now we have an, right now we have an entire generation that is on social media, that is online, that is getting all of their information digitally. But there's also a resurgence of 90s music, 90s fashion, and that yeah. frame. And I think that U Street in general has a nostalgia for its history, its jazz history, mm -hmm. its Black Broadway history. And nobody and knows I think that. that the, 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 but I think that more people know the Black Broadway history than they do a resurgence of the 90s. I um, and I think that like, it's, it's this perfect opportunity where you're having this mix of a newer generation coming in and rediscovering fashion, rediscovering music from the late 80s, early 90s, and so forth, and bringing to light such a great neighborhood and great community and this block or three, four, five blocks of a really cool area. Mm -hmm. I just, like, all of this is coming together, and this is very, it's very exciting. I'm, like, this is... Um, like when you think about the Bohemian Rhapsodies and you think about, um, you know, the clubs and it's, I was in a, a car last night and I drove past a bar called Harlots at, you know, where Rhapsody used to be. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, I think that this is actually so, it's really a right time. It's really, I think that you have a, you guys are going to have an audience for this. And that is very right and very curious, cry. and it's going to see it. Yeah, and you about definitely. to cry on me? <laughs> 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 it's like, you know, I think that you know, I think that people move into DC or they grow up in DC and they don't actually understand that that the history of this community. I mean, um, and it's really important. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the idea that that like when DC as fuck was created, like we wanted to tell the story yeah. of DC. Ultimately, that is the mission and the objective of the show is to yeah. highlight. Yeah. You know, if you listen to our intro, underbelly of DC. Yeah. That, like, Dior Ashley Brown. <laughs> I mean, Dior and I are homies. We we go back years. Okay. I'm actually producing a new podcast for her right now. We're oh, nice, nice, that. nice. Um, and I tried to get her on the show tonight, but she was too busy. But no, if you listen to our intro with Boo, I mean, he's born and raised DC in a couple bands. You know, and, and and he says we want to tell the story of DC before somebody else tells it for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and you know one of my biggest things like people who come in town on vacations, I always run into them for some reason, and I'm like, oh, you didn't realize people from DC actually people lived here. You just thought it was all politicians, didn't you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, bitch. And then they're like, well, well you had a fucking amazing time. Half of my parents, and I've been here for 18 years. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I'm not from here. Yeah. I've been off and on for 20 years, but I'm here because this is the city I love. I'm, and I live in New Orleans. I live in another city. This is the city I choose to be in because of the music scene, because of the food scene, because of the people, just the people because in general. The culture and like the the rich like um, history of this city, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can say the reason the reason why I moved to Washington D.C. was. In 1998, I was a DC intern. I was a college intern. I was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, and 
and, and but you've grown. I left. I was that. I said you've grown. You're fine. <laughs> um, but when I when I got back after my internship, I knew for a fact that this is what this is where I, I was supposed. I'm supposed to be. Like, mm -hmm. This is the city that I'm supposed to be in. Um, and I'd said every single person you meet in Washington, D.C. has an interesting story. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it was it was one of those things where it was like even the person at the like standing next to you waiting for the metro, the person walking, like standing at Safeway, uh, the our stories Any are different of here. These, yeah. yeah. What's that? But it's like it's it's, it's southern at the point. It's southern at the point where people will have a conversation with you in the checkout line at Safeway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I've lived in North Carolina. I've lived in North Carolina and New Orleans in the South. So like you're correct. It is very mm -hmm. southern. Like you know, when you go to DC or when you go to New York, everybody has their head down or they're not paying attention to you. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, I worked also. I'm sure you're gonna know this. I worked also at uh, Atomic Music. I know he's gonna be like, "Yes, exactly." And uh, <laughs> of one of the guys that worked there was a guy named Tim, and he had like a history with his brother in like punk punk bands. And you know, it's just like, just and DC's like, punk just, scene is fucking amazing. Exactly. Wow. So like seeing this, you know, like wow, wow, you've been in like two or three punk bands, and your brother was in a punk band. So it's like this whole history, uh, so, you know, being so passed this is down. Not to cut you off, but this is where you're going with this documentary, right? Let me break it down to you. You're on the first one in hip hop, right? NDC, boom, done. Then you're going to do a documentary on the go go scene, boom, done. Then you're going to do the scene about HR and the black fucking punk bands, boom, done. Because there's already been one done about Detroit. Now DC needs to have their fucking cake and eat it too. Yeah. And then, like, I remember a few years back, DC got voted number one music scene in the country. Yeah. And people are like, huh, what? I'm like, motherfucker, we got shit here. We got tons of places here. Yeah, Dave Grohl came from here. Fucking yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Black Flag came from here. I mean, Black Flag was New York, but fucking Rollins yeah. was from here. But you bad know, brains. I mean, <laughs> bad brains was if HR. I mean, God bless fucking mental health. It sucks. But if he had the right uh, capacity in his brain, we would be talking about them like we do the Ramones. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's that's the goddamn shame of it all. You know, and I feel bad for him because one, I, like I said, I've had a brain injury, so I know where it splits off. Yeah, yeah. And, but dude, they were just fucking, they were on that pinnacle of being fucking legendary. I mean, yeah. they're legendary here, but I mean legendary in the world. It's like yeah. legendary. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of firsts, you know, again, like even with the punks, there's a lot of firsts here that, uh, again, don't get acknowledged. And a, a lot of other scenes kind of, I won't say, uh, snack on and uh <laughs> yeah, they kind of and run that. with it <laughs> and run with it and you're like wow okay I, I mean let's say like let's say even um like hip-hop in the 80s what was the sound like a lot of the popular songs it was go-go like yeah. Kwame um, a lot oh, of Herbie Love stop 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 yeah. stop I've said Kwame's name so many times to so many people and nobody knows what I'm talking about when I say polka dots they have no idea they don't know the guy that got dissed by Biggie. <laughs> Wait, did he really? I didn't know he got dissed by Biggie. Yeah, Biggie said, oh, was, uh, Biggie said like, like your career is over, like Kwame and those oh, right. shit. Hey, I do remember that. Rock the spot, dude, Biggie. Fuck, I love Kwame. I loved all of Kwame shit. <laughs> he had the same Nobody knows, <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows <laughs> Kwame. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Continue, and, continue. He's still, 
Yeah, and he's still producing now. But again, like, like during that period of time, like a lot of those popular songs were very like go-go, you know, centered. And so it's like, wow. So all these people are coming from New yeah. York and taking our sound. And yet no one is like, hey, where's the sound coming from? Nobody's like, no one is saying that. <laughs> Nobody's putting rare essence up there in their backyard. Like, yeah, look, and this, this, is an interesting, this is an interesting question. Um, do you think it has anything to do with our venues? And this is before Anthem, before, you know, like, I think, honestly, I think that some of the fact that DC isn't recognized as originating sound or originating music is because of, it's got a little bit to do with our venues. Yeah, of course, but, of course. But what I said, like, five minutes ago, like, Five years ago, they were voted number one music scene because it was Echo Stage, it was Anthem, it was Night Thirty Club, like Black Cat. Like they got recognized. They beat up every city in the country, you know. And I remember reading the comments. People were like, "What?" But I'm like, now I, I broke it down. I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to say, I lived in Seattle for three years, and when you go to a city that has tiny little venues, they create tiny little venues in intentionally for music for for performance right so it's like you can go to these small clubs and they're intentionally created either for intimate performances stand-up dance performances or like wherever you're going to and i don't think that dc may have had but i think I mean, that we have we're lacking. Well, nine thirty. Obviously, we got nine thirty. We got Black Cat. Um, I think people still for nine thirty. We're kind of yeah. lacking our I intermediate, our intermediate venues. Our um, does that make sense? It's it's yeah, uh, yeah, 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 the, 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 the thing that's nine thirty. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. Everybody yeah, yeah. Can't fill up the 930. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, and so like when we were out there on U Street, that's the thing. It's like we basically had to. I mean, I'm not saying like we begged, but it was very difficult to get um a venue to want young artists to like just do their thing. Like, hey, we have a, a following. And we're like, well, how many people? And okay, we'll take the bar and we'll take the door. You're like, what? You know, or we'll take fifty percent of it. Yeah. You're like, then, then what are we doing? You know, and that used to be. Here? Yeah, so it's like we went through a lot of that. Like I was there sitting in the meetings and it's like, you could tell it's like, they don't care. They're looking at you like, so if people come here, we're making the money. What so can you like, do for me? Yeah. <laughs> it was, and it was horrible. So to like then kind of evolve to like, let's say Bohemian Caverns when um uh, this gentleman, Amra Brown was running it or he owned it, he would let a lot of like smaller because you know you had the cave in the basement and then if you could generate enough or get enough people there you can be in the upstairs uh, portion but he was because he, he was a dj so he understood and he would he give people that yeah like young lions which was a jazz band would play there often i mean i would be there and it's like two three times a week they were playing so he was more open to like you know definitely curating and helping you know artists that are you know trying to do their thing but it was you know it was difficult yeah, go ahead. Once that, once that, once that, once that three level place of wonder just went down. Yeah, that yeah. Was like almost like the end of the whole certain kind of. Yeah, era because yeah, because he he did a lot within the yeah within those three spots. You still had the certain kind of vibes that you would get up and down U Street because you would get the certain kind of acts that might be at Bohemian Caverns, and you might get the certain kind of acts that might be on the the base level that have the brunches and the other kind of things. And then you might have the, the certain kind of folks who will be upstairs at the live 
So it's like when that was, yeah, when that closed in, it's like, wow. Then yeah, it was when, like, when, yeah. when they build a condo right next door to a club and they say, hey, it's noisy. Turn it down. <laughs> Get it back. Well, fuck the house. <laughs> Why would you move next to a club? Why, why would you move that you straight down, you cunt? Why? This I got an, I got an email when I was working. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Adams Morgan, but there's a tiny little firehouse in Adams Morgan on yeah. Lanier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that firehouse existed before the neighborhood did. <laughs> Jeez, don't tell me. Don't tell me. They... Can you and turn down the fire trucks? <laughs> neighbor across the street <laughs> complaining. Oh, when you pull the fire trucks out front and you're washing them, uh, it's too loud. Can you can you not turn the sirens on until you get to the corner? And it's like, no, listen, man, like you're a lot of time. Our is to take a left and go down the wrong way of a one way, and we're gonna turn our sirens on. And we got an email, email from just one of our like mid-level managers that was like, so please read this chain and understand that there are complaints. And it was like, okay, mm. so by the way, like your email of the woman across the street who bought her house last year, our fire. Grab his dick and twist it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what you should have done to that guy. <laughs> That's what his dick should have looked like. By the way, every <laughs> single time we came out of the firehouse, our lights and sirens are turned on before we left the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that is crazy. Like how? What? It's like you actually have a function. It's not like you know you have a car, like a six four or something with speakers or something, and it's like it's just my music. No, this is fire truck. We all know a fire truck. Oh my god, this is insanity. But that's what the city's become. I mean, it's the whole like DC shit. You move to the city, but don't want the city. What was that place? The shade or the what was it called? The Shay? How you gonna listen? So one of my buddies, his uncle owns the Metro PC, and I've gone there. I've hung out with the motherfuckers. And when I heard that, I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I love oh, that but, fucking. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the the go go thing? Yeah, I, I love the intersection. I turn my radio down on that intersection so I can hear whatever Absolutely. the fuck. Absolutely, I do too. This doesn't make any sense to me, but you know, it's I used like to you live move. over there, and I walked over it. I mean, I would go see him all the time, and like, fuck you, motherfucker. You don't move to a loud ass. It's the same thing they did in Chinatown when they want to get rid of the buslers, the buskers, the musicians. They're like, oh no, there's the music. <laughs> you move to fucking Chinatown. Chinatown. Uh, it's loud as fuck without buskers. Exactly, exactly. Are you serious? DC Metro tried the, uh, the mosquito uh, audio at Chinatown. You remember this? No, where there were that? kids yes. that were loitering around the top of the metro, so they did like the decibel thing, where it's like a certain decibel. After a certain decibel, thirty-five and over can't hear it. After a certain decibel, oh, yeah, forty-five and over can't hear it. Yeah. And Holy so if you shit. come out of the the That's metro, fucking army warfare type shit. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, cool. it, it is actually bonafide like. Yes. <laughs> like military tactics. Not to bring my brain injury up again, but like when I got hit my head, like fucking, I started hearing like sounds I've never heard before. And it, I and hear, I hear air pressure. Do you have you have you experienced that? I, one? I hear, I hear air pressure. I hear ringing. Sometimes I hear voices, and Fans? I don't mean like voices. Like it sounds like there's a car radio on down the street. You know how you hear that from a distance? You look out the window and there's nobody there. Yeah. Fuck. 
So I but have that's to ask like, a question. What? Okay, now it's like because you keep mentioning it, so I'm like, okay, so what happened exactly? Because like brain injury, you got hit in the head, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a walking oh, yeah. cliche. I'm a walking cliche. Valga. Um. So Marcus was working at this restaurant, which we won't won't necessarily name. And he was It'd be funny if I knew. Because the over room right by the White House, they have closed down. Well, there you go. He, he okay. It's part of Rasika. Yeah. So he was cleaning his station, and three huge pots fell on his head. One, two, three. And uh, at least five to ten pounds of each No, 15 one. to 20. Okay, 15 to 20 of each one. And um, oh. he texted me. Right after it happened, and I go, "Oh shit! Do you think you have a concussion?" And he goes, "Fuck you, Val! No way!" <laughs> and I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> and luckily, I filled up my paperwork. A week later, he's like vomiting and like yeah. nauseated, and I was like, right. "I think we need to go to the emergency room." So we took him to the emergency room. He's like vomiting everywhere. And they were like, well, we think you have a concussion. I mean, it's, it's what, what almost four years. years. It was it's yeah. it'll be four years October. And Marcus is still like suffering, like the um So the that's just who I am now. Like it's part of my life. That's why I talk about it and like Okay. But I'm just glad realize. that it wasn't violent or anything crazy, like I don't like these crab cakes, you know, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly you got attacked <laughs> no but it but also because i was going to the doctors i had to like learn all about the brain like we all know the brain's fucking powerful and shit but dude yeah. you don't realize how much it controls like it controls everything but like, like the 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 unfortunate thing is that um most of of his specialists were like you know the the sad thing is we don't really know a lot about the brain. They were like, we don't know shit about Even brain. Even like the neurologist, like top neurologists were like, you know, we know enough to tell you what's happening, but we don't know enough to right. tell you what's going to happen. Dude, my my right. neurologist went to fucking, I think where did he go to school? Like fucking I forgot. Harvard or some shit. He went to one of those fucking yeah. he went to somewhere, one of those schools. He and like, he's he like, like, from Georgetown. He's like one of those top oh, yeah. neurologists. And he's like, um, I, I thought I was like, what do we know about brain injuries? He's like, Nothing. Very little. He's like, we know more than ten years ago, but we don't know shit now. <laughs> He's like, we. That's got to be an awesome job. <laughs> it's like to take your car in and be like, look, man, that engine. I don't know, man. Don't know. <laughs> it's like the meteorologists. They're like, I don't know. It might oh. rain. It might not. I think that's. See, we know. We know more than we knew forty years ago. Right. But my first doctor, she did this shit. She was a sports doctor for like the Wizards and the fucking Caps. And right, she's and like, so put, she like she came very like highly recommended. They were like, "Oh, she's like concussion like specialist, blah blah blah." Like she deals like, with all these like sports, like injuries. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, "Bitch, I am fucked up." No, Dude, she was like, "I don't understand why you haven't recovered yet." So I fired her. I got a real neurologist from Georgia. Wait a minute, that's what she said. Literally, yes. she was like, Literally, after two said. weeks, she was like, "I don't understand why you haven't recovered yet." It seems very. She was like, I this is out of my depth. She was like, This doesn't make sense to me. So and I'm I was I, like, I'm that's sorry, crazy. what? That's like so I became part of a support that. group for concussions and brain injuries, and like multiple people in that group had her and it was like fuck her. Like Jesus. we all fired her. Like it was like six of us, we all fired this bitch. 
Mind you, she has all these pictures of like, you know, these like the the um, yeah, the Redskins and or, well, the the Commanders okay. and the yeah. um the Apples and the I mean, she has pictures of team all these the athletes all over the place. Came up and I was like, yep, though. No. So when Marcus first started getting um treatment for his for his concussion, like okay. I used to work with young children with a lot of um, different different ailments and whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, you you can't go by yourself. I was like, your brain is scrambled eggs. I was like, you oh, yeah. can't go by yourself. I was like, you need somebody to go and like take notes, advocate for you, whatever. Yeah. So I'd go with him to his like initial um, appointments and stuff. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like whatever they would say, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like. He's a he. He is still um, exhibiting these issues, and like you know, I mean, like we're like now a month out, and like I don't. You know what I, she did, was, and then what she did was point at the plaques and just go yeah, like that would like, wow oh, you, and just be like, you know what? Okay. Yeah, we were like, no, we're gonna ask for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Come even man, then, man. like the doctor, until like, you, he got my medicine cocktail down. Like he was just throwing medicines at me because he didn't know. You know, he's like, let's try this. If it doesn't work, we'll try this. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck it. That's why I'm And now, like, you know, four years later, like, I have my cocktails down to a T. Like, I know what I need to take. Yeah. And one of my best friends is a pharmacist. She's like, you do not take these two together. I'm like, no. One yeah. is for airplanes and car rides. And one is for sleeping. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> this is why. I, but it took me two years to figure that out. Like, a good solid two years. Wow. Well, I'm just glad that it wasn't violent. That's all I was just like, okay, keep saying it. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody beat the shit out of this. <laughs> crab cakes <laughs> don't have crab in it. You know, like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> Attack. Well, <laughs> Maybe yeah. one last hook for the, uh, the show. Yeah, so one more time, like, explain to us what, what's happening on the second, and what are you guys, what are you, what are you all hoping to achieve from that and like what are you going to be doing moving forward from that okay uh well the uh documentary uh show is on september 2nd at the eaton hotel uh 1201 k street and basically uh it is 20 dollars uh what we're trying to do is um generate uh enough income and also get people in the building that uh, will help us either find grants or figure out ways for us to finance uh the full uh documentary and um yeah so is there a number you're trying to hit um well we've done some numbers we're looking at 100k and that's i heard that that's on the low end yeah because yeah yeah because yeah, because the first uh, for for the uh, the media doc that we have, um, I mean, we got we thought it was a good a good amount, and it was just kind of like, uh, nah. <laughs> like, no, that's not. <laughs> like, that's cute. Two hundred. Two hundred. Do you yeah. have a good right? Yes, actually, uh, we're in works of starting a, a Kickstarter and GoFundMe. We should have that available by uh, by September second. Okay. Um, well, when you guys get it, send it to me, and I'll share share it on every show. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, again, with the full scale documentary, we're trying to cover and kind of, 
you know, highlight also like the jazz and kind of go through Black Broadway, cover some of the punk scene, the go-go. So we're going to have like all that information to kind of set the backdrop of what DC is instead of and just I'm like, okay, mistaken, 1959 in Washington, DC had Miles Davis and Duke Ellington playing in that city the same night. Oh, man, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Yep. Like competing, like competing venues? No, I'm not, I don't remember. I just remember what someone was talking to me who's a big jazz head who was saying New Year's yeah. Eve, Washington, D.C., 1959 was one of the best music nights of all time. That's amazing. And yeah, Duke yeah, was here. Uh, Miles Day was here. There was like two other people. Like, but I just, because, you know, he first expressed, like, I want to do a documentary about this. And this is like years ago. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But I always remember it because I'm like, damn. U Street had all those motherfuckers. That's like having Kanye and Jay Z. Yeah, on the same night. You know I mean, that's like Kanye's yeah. at DC Nine and Jay Z's at fucking Sun House. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but for real, it's like you have Duke Ellington and fucking Miles Davis in the same street. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, and even like Bohemian Caverns were during that period of time in the 90s. Uh, I remember walking up to it and talking to the guy at the door, and it was like, it's a private club, you know? And so you couldn't even get like we couldn't even get in there. So to like, you know, years later, actually working there and then learning about the history of the place is like, wow, like I got it. Like, OK, I now you it. got it. Yes. I, yeah, I understand what they were trying to maintain there. It's like, OK, OK. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. So when I lived on U Street, that's right when Bohemian went down. And I like, like I said, I've only been D.C. off and on for 20 years. So like yeah. 99, I showed up. But even I felt a loss when it went down. Like, because all the stories I heard from people who grew up here, like so many people told me stories about this place. Oh, amazing so artists. Just like, I was sad when it was tore down and shut down. I was like, fuck. Yeah, because you could have, I mean, just like think about like an independent artist being on the same stage, you know, like uh, the guy that owned it uh, liked BBD. So BBD was going back on tour. They uh, performed at Live, which was the upstairs awesome. venue, you know. Um, Stevie Wonder showed up uh, for uh, DJ Spinner had this thing called Wonderful where he basically just spins all Stevie Wonder hits and Stevie Wonder showed up <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. a night I didn't go and I was so upset <laughs> looking at the footage. So can I ask yeah. you a question? You know Ray Voigt? Because I feel like he was one of the managers at Um, It's you know what? Short I would have to dude, I, th I think so. I think. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to see his face. Yeah, yeah. He worked with the uh, fuck uh, Amir. No, he did a lot of clubs in the nineties, and he's one of my podcast people. And he told okay. me stories, and I think he told me that same story you just said. Yeah, and that's so why I'm like, yeah, yeah, a lot of amazing stuff happened, which I didn't think was was possible. And I I actually lucked up. I uh, was because of a friend, uh, Rissy Cat, who was like, you know, some guys looking for a sound guy. So I was like, okay, I could do it. You know, it's like five days, you know, a week. I'm like, all right. And when it cool. started up, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's like you're getting jazz and reggae and all this other stuff happening. And then the, and then he started getting like these, you know, basically what you say, like signed artists or acts show up. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is for real. <laughs> I'm standing on stage, you know, Ross Kaz is there. Um, Joel Ortiz, before he actually was became who he is now, performing right in front of me. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Camp Low, countless amount of times. And, you know, kind of seeing like people I looked up to. Yeah, fun times. So, so let's say many times like performing in Bohemian Caverns, like and live in Bohemian Caverns, right? And so, let's say one thing I did was always record like 
everything. So as much as I could. So let's say if I'm looking at, not, I just found some, like the other day, um, me performing with a, a kill and a deer in Bohemian Cavern. So yep. let's say, you know, we think we're just, you know, we're just recording us performing a show. But when I'm, let's say, doing a documentary and I'm, you know, finding out, like, let's say, I'm like, man, it looks like it's in the same place. Like, you know, it's in the, we're performing in the same place. Like, you don't even know you're a part of history. Like, you're just yeah. performing where, where, where things are going down. But we don't know that it's a part of, like, that it's a moment and it's like we're on like hallowed grounds, you know? Um yeah. Yeah. but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so it just it's just important. Okay, so for sorry, sorry, since no, we're talking no, about ahead, Bohemian Cabins, right? You know, because it's like uh in a lot of ways you street is like a graveyard of wonderful experiences, right? But the only thing that is truly left is the door to Bohemian Caverns. So every time I walk up and down you street, I stop at the door. I just remember how many times I could walk through that door. Like, because it's such a beautiful door. It's like, but it's like the, <laughs> only, yeah. the only thing that's left. Also, I always have to like just, you know, just <laughs> show my yeah. respects to it every time I walk past. So, you know, yeah. And I also say that uh, the documentary and what we put together is also like a beacon for individuals that are in the scene or on the scene that no one is insignificant, that every moment, you know, is like a moment. And so like during the period of time, like some of the footage that that I caught um, like in the 90s, I only did it because at a certain point in time, it started feeling like, no, this is a moment. I need to capture this. And so I had, you know, the camcorder, you know, you had the little box lunch looking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I started like capturing like some of this footage. Uh, another friend, Troy Thompson, captured some footage and so when you look back at it, like, you know, we started looking back at the footage and it's like, you know, 2020 wow. and, you know, pandemic. And it was like, oh, shit, like this is this is history. This is like gold, this is yeah. actually like history. Yeah. So I watched uh, there was something on like I don't know, it was one of the streaming services it was about the 90s and uh, the girl bosom, not bosom. Um, that was one of those girls in the 90s. Punky Brewster. Uh -huh. uh, she oh, recorded oh, like the whole her whole life for like three or four years, and it was amazing seeing these young actors and actresses. And at the same time, I've also watched the, the Yeezy fucking special where his boy recorded. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Yeezy one? Yeah, yeah. He yes, recorded yes. him from start to finish, and like. So my Kilmer question I was going to ask you guys earlier tonight was like, how did you know? Like, did you know to record it? Did you know you want? I mean, let me take it back a little bit. Like, anytime I was at a party and the camera came out. It was always given to me because I interviewed the people and I was not scared to talk to people and I did yeah. these things. And I look back and I'm like, dude, that's history. But you yeah. guys actually were doing something. I was just at drunken fucking beach parties. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but you were actually in a scene, like a budding scene, a hip hop scene, like a creative scene, like an important yeah. time in DC. Yeah. Like, did you just know or would you just doing it for fun? No, I mean, for me, I started because I saw that, it, let's say, the ciphers that, that were happening with Freestyle Union, like this, you know, it's like, this is cool and everybody's feeling excited and you feel, you know, that rush of like, wow, that was dope. So it's like, well, right. how can I constantly experience this? Yeah, and, yeah. so definitely. So I, I actually, I bought my mom a camcorder for, I think it was Christmas or her birthday. She never used the thing. She never used it. She never used it. I bought it for her, stole right? stole your mom's <laughs> Gangsta, <laughs> <laughs> never used it, so I'm like, okay, let me just take it out and just see if I can, whatever I capture. So, 
then you know we started kind of accumulating uh some footage and i think the moment that i again that i i felt like we were doing something special is um it was a group called uh chemistry which they were part of um they were part of the amphibians also chemistry which was uh hl and um he goes by slim cat now or blackberry jones or amajoda and uh slim cat 78 and just listening to their albums or their eps like it came to a point where it felt like to me like it rivals whatever was being put out like it's like no shit. i'd rather listen to us you know and that's you know I felt know. that and and then listening to you know mysticism and listening to like some of the stuff that we were putting together like with my crew and it's like yeah i'd rather listen to us than buy whatever's coming out and so right yeah once you got to that point it's like yeah i need to you know this is something that needs to be captured you know i didn't know what it was going to be used for um but i definitely felt like it's important <laughs> if no one else so was doing it so 2020 yeah. is when you realize you still had things in the closet no, actually, um, no, in the, like, before, beforehand, um, I edited and actually killed one of my uh, Dell computers. <laughs> I, Don't tell I me that. It to the limit. <laughs> no, well, this is way back. Um, I think it was, like, uh, probably early 2000s. Um, and uh, I had footage, so I was, like, transferring over the footage. I bought, like, some, I think it was, like, a Dazzle something or whatever where you could plug up your computer <laughs> and you have Pinnacle. And so, you know, it's one of the softwares. Ooh, and so, the name. The name. Exactly. Pinnacle, too. Oh, you look so fancy right now. I was like, now. Dazzle? Oh, it was blue. I remember Dazzle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so fancy. So not only that, it's like so. It wasn't like the 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 um the mini DVs. It was like the bigger cassettes. So you had to run it real time. You know, it wasn't like running it fast. You know, where it's like you know it could transfer fast. It's like no, you had to run it real time. So I did that, and then just kind of just chopped it up. And uh, I remember I handed a copy to Khalil because he had a show called Kicking Up Dust. So I'm like, okay, well, here's some of the stuff Hold that up. I Kicking have just in case. Dust. Yeah, yeah, KUD yeah, kicking, TV. K KUD TV kicking. We'll come back TV. to that. Continue, yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I handed to him like, "Hey, this is the footage that I have. Do it, you know, do whatever you want with it." And so, you know, yeah, it just kind of stayed there, and I had the footage. And um, when when the pandemic happened, you know, I was kind of talking to uh, Joey Too Fresh or uh, Joe Villa. He was in Dubai at the time or Abu Dhabi, and Abu um, Dhabi. yeah, and um. And I started kind of going through old cassettes, like the music. Then I'm like, well, let me look at the video. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you did transfer it. I couldn't figure out which CD or DVD held the footage. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have stacks and you don't label them, you know. <laughs> Why label them? Why? It's not important. It's so... the Gen X issue with CDs and, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You would just, like, burn it. Yeah, you'll yeah, remember. So you guys were... Like, and put in the sorry, pile. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Not good. No, I was gonna say like before the pandemic, you guys were like kind of fizzling out. You just were done, and then did the pandemic reunite everything? Or yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. because you know I, I was a... telling you like, bitch, get back together. Yeah, I mean, somewhat. Right, well, I mean, because yeah, yeah, it was organic. Very but for organic. me, it's like I had a kid in uh, two thousand, so I was like in dad mode, and then I had another kid in two thousand five, and so that was pretty much like you know that part of my life was like I grew up. Yeah, you know, and people weren't really around each other. You know, Joe was, you know, trekking all over the place in Canada and China and Philippines. In the Philippines. And, yeah, you know, just traveling all over the place. So it's like he's on, you know, and the guy that I was partners with uh, in Mr. Transistor, 
he moved to the UK and I thought he was going to come back like in five years and he hasn't come back. <laughs> there you go, That's Mr. Right. Transistor. Undulate. Uh, listen to it if you can. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Khalil. Uh, sorry. Um, um, what brought you back together? <laughs> what brought you back together? Oh, yeah. Together? I, okay. I was like, I was like, okay. like what was I, the I question? Other time, I, had whole, I, had, I had a whole nother story I was going to go. Oh, I mean, but it was like very organic. Like, okay, so like quite naturally, like, you know, everybody's families, they were doing Zoom calls and things of that nature. We're like, everybody get on your friends and we're all going to, and the family get on and we have, you know, and so they were like these, these Zoom calls and we were all on and it was just like quite naturally how we were, you know, communicating and for lack of a better word, vibing. But, um, yeah so and then that turned into like us you know creating a hard drive of like oh let's put all the songs on the hard drive so we can hear them and check this stuff out and then you know one person mixed down the song and it sound sounded wonderful and it was like yo could we mix down some of these other things so then everything like organically came about as far as uh just connecting back so okay so and then we did a, this video for the song breathe right I and so and so my idea was, okay, I want to create a, a place where we're all together again. So I got everybody to record their parts and then like put this video together. Um, yeah, during this, during this pandemic time. But, uh, and that kind of, it's just like all, or sorry, all organically came. And then we had to like start thinking about, well, if we're going to do this and it has to be like a business thing. And then, and then we turned from like meetings. <laughs> yeah. So it like all organically came about. Um, but it all started from like just coming back and being together on these conversations with Zoom. It just all organically turned to what, what it is right now. So, Chakra, uh, can but, you send yeah. me a video of Breathe? Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, so, did you take the videos and stuff that you recorded years back? bring them up to today's technology and realize how much easier or, or like you added like today's like grease to it today's funk to it um to well okay let's say let's say um well what thing i had to do was because some of the the years that the, 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 sorry the time that the footage came from i had to like take it into programs and up res it to like 4k and then scrunch it back down to 1080p just so it could <laughs> Just so we could look a certain way after some of the more recent footage. So yeah, things like of that nature had to be done to it. Um, I don't think I, I think I might have put certain filters on certain things, but not really. Maybe more so filters on certain photos. Um, but yeah, but mostly yeah, so up resin things just so that could be at a certain quality because it might have been at you know four eighty. You know, or maybe even three sixty. Dirty, dirty makes a good video. I mean, yeah, that's showing history. Yeah, but I want to you know, also show it that it could, we could still look at it, but it still look historic because it can only clean up so much. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah. Phil, what do you think, bro? What brought us back together? Yeah, in general, like what made you come back? Well, I mean, in general, I would say, uh, you know, from the Zoom meetings back in March, you know, 2020, um, you know, the uh, the desire to uh, gather our old material, I think that was like the first 
the first seed that kind of you know planned the idea of you know restarting things again, exploring the possibilities. And like 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 Khalil said, when I first heard that single, that first song, uh, "Breathe," um, that definitely uh, you know I mean not that I not that my bonds and my brothers you know really changed that much. I mean, forced life happened, but you know my my love for everybody didn't change. You know, just distance and a little bit of time. Um, but you know, hearing that material again, hearing the energy we had and the energy we have now, you know, right. that, uh, that that pretty much motivated me to see what we could really do. And, you know, it's like try coming back together. I mean, there'll be the the you know, there was an experiment with a single back then, you know, and it's it's time to 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 make that experiment a reality. Yeah. And that song "Breathe" is actually kind of personal to all of you guys, right? Definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent. You guys want to explain that, or you want to validate it? Um. Uh, well, the song "Breathe" uh, pretty much is. Um, uh, it includes our one of our fallen um, members, uh, Philly uh, Villa Roman, and uh, also Naima Purdue, who was singing on the hook. Um, they both passed away, so it was kind of like one of the main reasons we came together is um, like we have a lot of fallen members, and we definitely wanted to make sure that they're legacy lives on and people uh can at least listen to their music or have access to their music I mean, that hits hard dude that shit hits hard man yeah 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 you know yeah and uh i mean we've had i mean even um one of our other members akil nadir he passed away also um yeah so it's been it's been moments of again like i think covid was also an awakening of like shaking people and letting people know that you know definitely you know time is not uh promised and so yeah yeah and so you gotta just <laughs> facts no, that's fine. facts well you said it you said it in a nicer way i think it was a more dickish way no it's more direct direct yeah. but not nicer <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. no, I just remember like I never really knew you guys before you came on Grande Lock. Like you've been on the show twice, our show, but mm -hmm. I've worked three times and like talking to Val, who has a close personal relationship with both of those two guys. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Hearing like how he died and then like hearing the song, it's like, what well, fuck? It's like the end of the road by Boys of the Men type of shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like so it hits for me. And I don't know any of you motherfuckers like personally, and I don't know him at all. But it still hits harder. Yeah, yeah. in my head, like I mean, I might be different, but like it just hits to me, it hits harder. Yeah, and I, I respect, I appreciate that. Like I appreciate you guys like bearing your soul, and like that's not tough, or that's not easy to like to be like. Here's my he put lemon in my cut. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But what, like, so when we first heard this song, it wasn't like. The, uh, like the beat was done and and uh and Philly made the song to that like it was done after he passed so right. it was a I surprise did. to all of us you know what I mean so when we heard it in that park and it was just like it was a memorial you know, show it, in New yeah, York yeah and like so it was like wow because let's say Trevor didn't play it for me the night before so that was the first oh, you time you guys heard it Wait, when did you hear it for the first time? No, no, no. This was it, this it was a uh, this was back okay. then. But, but yeah, yeah. It was it was after he passed. So this was like so this was like before. How did you edit the video? Magic man. But uh, so this was like before they was doing like the uh, okay, Tupac is dead, and now they put new beats under Tupac, 
and Biggie's there. So this was like, like wow, okay. So this was made like, huh? And so for and for the things that he was saying, and so for like the things that he was saying as I'm editing the video, and you know no, my friend has passed, and then this he's just saying living, 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 and this is like wow, this is like. So he's okay. the one singing the chorus, right? Uh, well, he's the one well, mostly in the song, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The I mean, uh, like I said, the fact that he died from that, yeah, yeah. just yeah. fucked me up in my head, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, you so know? I mean, so so no, so, wait, so while we're in the club, I mean, not in the club, but we're in the park, and then so yeah, let's say he passing the way he did, and he's just saying on the song, "All I want to do is breathe." I'm like, holy shit! Right, that's Sorry for the curses. I mean, we're two hours in. Hopefully, I ain't messing up for nothing. <laughs> but like, that was a definite. That was a definite serious moment. Like, whoa! Yeah, everybody was quiet, and it's like a, there was a breeze also, and it was just yeah. like, whoa. It was like crazy. Whoa. Yeah, it was. Yeah, crazy. for so whoa. for me, so this weekend I was at a wedding, um, and um, the family whose um daughter was was getting married they were very close with the villa roman family mm. and uh um we were talking about it and uh and i was saying that you know and you know you guys are going to be on the show and there's this you know this whole song that you had you had re-released last last year right last year and mm -hmm. uh um we were talking about uh jason slash scotty so he went by scotty also and uh yep. i was like yeah and he was you know I mean, the song was breathe and and how he passed away was because he couldn't breathe because he had asthma and this and that and the other. And we all sort of like paused and we were like, oh, shit. Like, and I, I actually let, uh, played the video for some of the some of the folks who some of the, my my friends who were you know, who knew Jason. And uh, mm -hmm. and it was just it was very poignant, you know, and I was like, I know that um there was there were other there were like layers of the meanings of of the song you know and one of the one of them was the fact that you know jason passed because or scotty passed because he couldn't breathe you know yeah and it was also the same time right around george floyd as well like so it like exactly Three levels. So right, yeah. When you so, re-released it, that was around the I mean, and, time of and, and it and like let's say the reason why uh uh Blackberry Jones uh, mixed that song down, it wasn't because it was associated with what would happen. It right. just so happened to be the first song he picked. Right. Like it's the only one he mixed down. And it was like yeah, it's a good song on top of all those things. Yeah, yeah, so he just did it for that, and then it just so happened that all everything was connected, and it's like yeah. Yeah, the original reason of him passing away from asthma, then you have George Floyd with the breathe, you know, and then also COVID, which affects right. respiratory. So it was like right. on three levels. So I'm like, this has got to be, like, this is crazy. I, I read that song because of all the pictures. The pictures make me giggle. Because <laughs> I see right. you guys like talking. all the visuals were like, you know, and I, you know, what my, um, uh, some of the people who I was with the, at the wedding who were very, you know, very close to the Villa Romans and mm -hmm. and close to, you know, we were watching the video and I was like, and they were like, oh, look, there's, there he is. And like I said, so he went by Scotty a little bit, which was funny, but, you know, because a lot of people didn't realize that you know, his name is Jason, but like his nickname was Scotty and people were like, Who's who's Jason? Like that's Scotty. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, 
but you know, it was it was it was that much more significant to everyone because we were like, oh, like this is how he passed, and you know, and we were talking about it a lot this weekend, and it was. Well, you know, let me play a little bit of breathe. Play like a minute and a half, two minutes. Wonderful. Cinematic intro by Chakra. <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah, I I, pre- I directed and edited this one. So. Hey, yeah, you did a great job on this, man. Because I mean, Thanks, all the pictures just remind me of all the kids I hung out with in the nineties. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this laid the groundwork for the documentary. Doing all the research for this. Yeah. Living, 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 living. My spirit in the living, 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 living. Living, my spirit in the living, 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 my spirit in the living, 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 my spirit in the living, 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 my spirit in the living, 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 my spirit in the living, 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 my spirit in the living, living, living. Living, working, regurgitating time spent on rent, ventilation. Other than what my spirit represent, I'm practically adjusted to believing that this bubble, troubled by society that's built hideously maneuvering through this monopoly. Ask whatever happened to living, working, ventilation. Brothers mutter pigeons and scrubs in this new world pop dynasty. Honestly, others that continue to utter, clutter the music that we create. They ask us of other things, which to me is procrastinating. I'm waiting for the date it would all come around being at peace in the presentations of our sounds song miracle song melody all i want to do is breathe struggling to fit in this world that limits me conditioned to the ways i cannot relate try gonna be receptive to this world before we get erased all i want to do is breathe struggling to fit in this world that limits me conditioned to the ways i cannot relate Am I gonna be receptive to this world before we get erased? All I want to do is breathe. Living, 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 living. My spirit in this living, 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 living. My spirit in this living, 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 living. My spirit in this living, 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 living. My spirit in this living, living, living. My spirit in the living, 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 living. My spirit in the living, 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 living. My spirit in the living, 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 living. My spirit in the living. And the importance of uh, Philly, also, I would like to say, he was pretty much like. Um, the he was i would say the captain he was the leader because he kind of embodied everything that we were like in one person and he was just so uh open and welcoming uh and he was a traveler also you know similar to what you see joe doing like he would just you know i'm moving to to brooklyn who do you know in brooklyn 
I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll contact you guys. He's in Brooklyn. You guys should come up. Yes, yes, <laughs> and he was just uh, in Brooklyn, and he's made friends, and you know they got a venue, and you know it's like, wow, okay. And he was just he just had that energy, like no fear, no fear. He was definitely the heart. Of the yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah, Scott was. I definitely mean that that shit makes me sad, dude. And I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely the ultimate yeah. diplomat. Yeah, and so and that's the thing. Oh, I forgot also. Uh, Joy Oliver, she was in there also. She's another member that passed away. But that's the thing. It's like yeah, okay. a lot of like the energy of us like keep like trying to keep push uh, to like pushing forward is because we lost a lot of the people that were kind of like the drive. So like you know Philly was one, and so that was like a hard hit. It's like okay, we're we got three tires. Okay, and Joy passed away. We're like oh my god. <laughs> You know, so it's All like right. a lot of people that were very important to how we function as a group. Like we're, you know, pretty much like we're no longer here. So, and it also yeah. gives you a little bit of a mission to fucking finish the mission. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, yeah, That's definitely look at what we had, you know, left. <laughs> you know, like okay, who, who do we have, and how do you need to step up, and then you find out, like, okay, I don't know if it's necessarily finishing a mission. I think that it's expanding a mission. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. that's a good way. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, this isn't the it's it's this isn't this is not a completion. This is a continuation. Uh, continuation. You are you are the DMV Wu Tang. You know that, right? <laughs> you five of you, and you guys are all individually talented as fuck. See, <laughs> we, we had we had the most most women. We had the most women uh, in a group, and also the most producers in a group. So, but three hip hop artists that made it famous in the night. Wait, aren't aren't, aren't, aren't producers the problem? No, no, no. I'm sorry, the promoters that are the, the promoters. promoters. All right, no promoters are they right? Look at the white yeah. yeah. funny. <laughs> there's somebody there's somebody's gonna be watching like, and like that's what I do. <laughs> You're a piece of shit too. Exactly. I'll no, say but, it yeah, but definitely, I mean, it's like definitely it's like we and and we didn't even know it. It happened organically. Like you looked around, like wow, yeah, we have. I mean, we didn't say it. I think it was recently someone said like name the members. It was like yeah, wow, we did have a lot of women, and it wasn't like oh, we need you know like a girl rapper in part of the right. in part of the they group. Mean, it good. just kind of just happened, and we didn't look I mean, at them as that. It was just you rhyme and you're dope. You know, that was it. Uh, I mean, it was the only it was the only and that's the not going on Craigslist and looking for <laughs> female lead singer, Able, male, you know, I mean you already had them. They already existed for you. Yeah, that's the same thing. Oh no, you paused. Wait, the guy oh, who's no. never supposed to pause Where'd got go paused. Oh, no. Hey, Val, throw a stick at him. Devastate. Where'd you go? Yeah, and also, I mean, also... I don't know. So I don't know if you guys had heard, probably a month ago, maybe two months ago, Um, they had a guest who tried to have everybody do like an own uh sound mm -hmm. right oh, yeah, so, I remember that. right so like one person would do the waterfall the like <laughs> and another would do like the babbling brook and another person would do the the frog and another 
And um, they didn't perfect it then, but I think that it was fun. But I think that now that they've had a little bit of practice and now that we have musicians and (laughs) shoppers sitting in front of a board, I'm pretty sure that you might be able to... DJ Mixer. Right. <laughs> it's a DJ. That's that's what I do my video stuff on. <laughs> I don't know. Is it possible for tracks on that? Just like, yeah, a couple of tracks. I'm just saying. I don't know. Marcus, where are you? I think that we could probably do like a little like go to sleep zen. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this like a jab at him like so he's sitting there like what the heck is going on with my camera and you're sitting there like so anyways we're gonna find out if how fast paint dries right <laughs> like jab jab <laughs> definitely not a jab no no yeah. no i'm just saying I, I mean, do you want to have oh, ocean I think she was high mean, like ocean fun. waves? Ocean, oh. ocean waves <laughs> with seagulls? Who's going to be the seagull? Is it ocean Do you want to be the seagull? Uh, I'm not oh, sure. Remember the seagull? Does. Oh, that shit was funny. <laughs> the seagull, what's a seagull make? Like, waves. How the fuck do I need two minutes? You got all the seagulls and shit. I don't know. He came back like this. By the way, the reason why they're laughing is because they're actually hearing what's going to happen in their heads already. <laughs> oh, I was already, my mind was already there when you were just like, like the way. So I was just like, it's like the frogs. I'm like, oh my God. The frogs. <laughs> I hope she's not like. Like the sleep sound machine where it's like, oh, rainforest. And there's like, the rain coming grant down from the leaves, and all of a sudden there's this like, <laughs> this is that moment in class of like, Jeremy, would you like to be the frog? You're like, <laughs> in front of the whole class. Jeremy? <laughs> exactly. Stand up. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. So, what we need is a, what we need is a six track. I believe we have a producer. We have, you know, Couple of musicians. Okay. I think we can do it. Let's be about this. And make it happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> Load up frog. <laughs> yep. Let's do it. Frog, a frog is a base. Can... <laughs> what, what is it? What we're doing? Who's the, who's the frog? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna film this. I'm a cinematographer. That, that's that's quite the lens there, my friend. Is that what you use for your dick pics? Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, ahead. Yeah, what's I your wait. safe word? What's your safe word, man? I, I, I have no comment. I have a comment. Take a look. No safe word, no answer. Like... <laughs> okay. Tito. So today how about, was... how, about a, how about a chord? Do you want to go um, one, three, five with a minor? Um, Everybody right, Aaron, we're done with you. Um, anyway, we're going to move forward here. Aaron, I love you, but we're moving forward. Hello. So today, no, was it today or yesterday, Val? What was our anniversary? 
Oh not our God. anniversary, but our just club I'm about to share anniversary. There's okay, definitely so an anniversary. So, Val, do you want to give him context of this? Uh, no. Uh, okay. So, Marcus. And we're moving on. I fight dirty. <laughs> Marcus fights dirty because he's a little tiny, scrappy. A five foot seven. If you're going to fight me, I'm going to bite you and stick my finger in your butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tito. So, this is the anniversary. This is recently the anniversary. <laughs> Turn it up. That, that must have been their last Shimbo. fight. No, my last fight. No, not yours. Theirs. <laughs> no, yo, those dudes were like, I ain't never fight. Right. Hey, I'm not. Again. Yo, man, let it go. They might stick their finger in your butt, <laughs> man. <laughs> You'll never forget the dude that bit you and shoved his finger in your ass while you were trying to beat him up. <laughs> hey, man, chill, chill, chill. This yo, guy yo, might be yo, crazy. My, yo, my people's just watching, man. Chill. In front of his girl and shit, too. <laughs> you just gonna take all of a man's dignity. You just gonna take everything. I am not gonna lose this goddamn fight. I ain't gonna figure fuck somebody. If Marcus has to choose between him and them, well, somebody's he's betting on number for... one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it gotta be crushed. Wow. As wild as that. Of course. <laughs> Okay. I still That's... can't remember my safe word. So that's part one, and we'll play the rest later. Um, of course, it got to be crushing that circuit. Of course. Of course, it was. So we're going to make our way out. But I'm going to play TikToks in between those finger fuck videos <laughs> and comments. So uh, cats are crazy, right? All cats suck. No. Yes. Cats are great. <laughs> let, let, let me start over. What start the over. hell? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Hold on, I need to stop right there because that one's the funniest shit to me in the fucking world. Like I saw that when I just fucking cried a little bit. We cracked the head on uh, the egg on the egg on the head. On the head. Why, why would you do the yes? Why would you do the <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some animal rights group. I'm sure there's some animal rights group, like the egg, really? Stop, let me lie. Why are you cracking the egg on the fucking captain? Oh my god. Send it to Pete and see what they say. Hey, hey, he'd be none too happy. What do you guys think about this? Oh my god, I'd crack an egg on my cat's head. Cats are dumb. Put it, put it on, put it on TikTok. I don't want to totally nerd this all out, but uh, domesticated cats um, contribute to the extinction of species. Yes, they do. They do if you let them outside. That's a problem. You're goddamn you motherfuckers. If you get a cat, them. keep that fucking cat inside. Keep the what, cats they're inside. eating birds? All right. 
I have another video from the amphibians. Uh, you want to explain this video? Oh, uh, which uh, which clip is it? You sent me two clips, bro. Uh, Independence Day. Oh, Independence Day. Okay, we had a show on July third, which was called Independence Day, which indie. Independence uh, play on the Independence Day, 4th of July, mm -hmm. which basically was a celebration of uh, independent artists uh, or hip hop artists um, in, in the local scene. Um, and um, pretty much we're going to try to do it every year. Um, well, like actually, right I'll say now. we're going to do it every year. Uh, we already have a new venue and, uh, you know, just things are kind of taken off. So and uh, what we had um, basically was DJ OJ Fresh had. Um, I know OJ Fresh. System. That's my yeah. homie. Okay, okay. He's been around for fucking ever, Holmes. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so he had a system pretty much of um of doing the performances like a mixtape. So it won't be like one artist going up performing like, you know, five or six songs or ten songs or whatever. Basically it was in a form of a mixtape where, you know, you're just doing one song, then you let the next artist go on and the next artist to kind of keep the energy fresh. And uh it went off um you know without a hitch. So it was it was a great show. Talk about somebody who's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. So I mean, maybe next year we can do a podcast live. I'm, maybe. I'm open for it. I am open for all things. Definitely possible. We do these things now. All right. Uh, this is the video from that. This is it this year or last year? Uh, this was this year. This year, and uh, basically, this is just basically just like the highlights. Uh, with a beat from my son, who's 16 years old, uh, producer, hip hop up. producer. Uh, named Kai Kwando. Uh, yeah, love and it. he's I love it, love it, love yeah. it. So I like in the first like five seconds, I see Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so of course, yes. And thank you for, to Rock uh, Rock Creek Lee, who's a graffiti legend, uh, and uh, he let us use his venue, the 14th Street uh, Museum Graffiti Museum, uh, to do the show. Yeah. That's awesome. That's incredible. I love all of those things. Um, I forget what this TikTok is, but I'm gonna play it anyway. <laughs> What's that? Check this out. Oh, this, this is, cool. is my amazing that. son, Justin. Showing me the coolest way to cut corn off the cob. He has saved. Take a goddamn fruitcake thing and you put yeah. that his corn down it. That's and true. Head it's a bun. It's a bun pan. Whatever. It's a bun pan. I don't know. I don't make fruitcake or a bun. Oh, yell at you. Well, that's. That's amazing. That's crazy. It's genius. I, it's fucking genius. Yeah. I saw it earlier and I'm like, what the fuck? Genius. I was, and I wish I'd known that sooner. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what COVID did. People are like, hey. hey <laughs> Multiple use. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play part yeah. two of Finger Fight. 
Oh, it no. actually might be part one, but I think it's part two. But well, yes. My, I broke my hand one that's time part two. somebody and turn I your like, radios you know up. I'm not gonna do that anymore. So for a you while, them? no, I started legit just poking people in the eye, and not not even hard, just touching their eyeball. Three students. All one sweaty finger touches your eyeball. You're like it, you, you automatically water up and leaving you vulnerable, leaving you vulnerable, and uh, all I have to do is be like, if you do, do you want me to touch the other one? And they run. That's what he did. He <laughs> took the butt and touches that See, booty. You go, in, you go in butthole finger, finger on the eyeball. You go stick finger, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 this, a, this town has got a flare up in pink eye. I am never, ever, ever gonna fight you. Here, just take my wallet. Right? <laughs> I ain't got so shit. I, I dirty, ain't got shit in it, man. So when I say I'm a dirty fighter, I'm a shitty dirty. Fighter. I mean, look at the swerve <laughs> of the Wolverine. Like, so, like, like, he's your got eye. like, yo, I gotta shit. go fight with this crazy white boy, man. <laughs> Why are you walking like that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Stop asking questions. Stop looking at me like that. Like, Marcus be scarring me. Okay, sounds like it, man. Marcus, because that has happened to someone. Somewhere, somewhere out they there, they thought they were in a fight, and then they got their butthole. Somewhere out there is a dude that got his shit pushed in while in a fight with the Marcus. Well, got his neck bit. Yeah. <laughs> that was so true, actually. It's a weird vampire. And he probably bit so hard that motherfucker's probably still got marks and shit too. He probably had to get a tattoo on it. Like a joker or some shit to like cover it up, you know what I'm saying? My like, finger's still in his asshole. Oh, <laughs> when, it, when it thunders, he can still feel it. When it thunders, they can still feel it. I'm just still imagining the fight. I feel like, like like you're about to get in a fight, and it's like just the hand, just yeah. slowly, just. That's <laughs> like I can envision it. Like he's talking trash, and you're just like. Here comes. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those things for me, and it's probably gonna ruin all the moment. But like, the surprise introduction of a finger, for the finger fight. Yeah. Bow. Yeah. yeah. What? Two of us. Have experienced, they're like, Ooh, what? Oh, like, oh sorry. Hey, hi. I mean, we're not gonna finger fuck. There's a difference between finger fuck and finger fighting. It's a totally different story. Okay. I'm not trying to hurt the lady when I'm trying to finger fuck, but finger fighting, <laughs> I'm surviving. Is that this guy is about finger six to I'll hit you with a brick, but my tea, I'll teabag you and I will bite you. <laughs> Marcus will use all of all of the above. I'm slippery. I will fight. fucking knock you out. 285 pounds. Okay, like, whatever. Against like you wouldn't think you were gonna do it, but you're like, oh god. <laughs> I mean, I listen. Finger fight in the eyeballs. I'm gonna bite you. I've been in a lot of fights. I've been in bar fights. I've been in fucking brawls. Like, I've got my ass kicked a lot. And so I've then had they to learn run how to away. Win. They run away from Marcus. They're like, I'm not fucking with that guy. My and favorite all, is all in the same fight, or are these just like no, these I've had multiple the, fights. The toolbox. Now keep in mind, I, in I, I, I have run restaurants. Back. I run restaurants for twenty years, so I've been in a lot of bar fights to help my bar out. Yeah. And oh my god! Again, I always made my kitchen staff like lay back a little bit just in case something happened. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I used to work at this Irish pub at the beach, and like 
Oh man, motherfuckers Jeez. come there with a fucking chest of gold, bro, and you like, bitch, we're the kitchen staff. What's that? <laughs> I gotta say, like, I've never exactly. I've never heard of the finger, the finger fighting part, but like, if you want to throw down in the back of an ambulance, which is you know all like, about butt sex. Five. <laughs> What's your like, biggest thing? People fall on their assholes, fall on things, right? That's your biggest fucking thing, I'm right? I'm going to fucking win every time. Because you know it fits in a butthole. Well, you ha you have tools at your disposal too, like good night. You know. Oh, very <laughs> well. No, 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 no. Very rarely do I have like. I mean, so if I want to, well, first like off, conscious sedation is <laughs> actually a very good thing. It's the we didn't get actually sedation until 2013 in Washington, D.C. So we used really? to have to 2013? actually like. Man. What the hell, man? Jesus. Could you imagine what's happening? Good God. What the hell? So, so like we didn't get any so kind of sedation until then. But like even now it's like, okay, um, there's someone like literally like jumping on cars naked and, and trying to kill people and so forth and so on. And it's like, I'm just going to give you a little something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then I just stand back and wait. There like, you go. Boop, boop. That shit? Before it was like, is it you or me, Henry? <laughs> go yeah, get his and leg. Before it was seriously like we needed to like, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was yeah. ugly. Physical, you know, so, yeah, Aaron, what down. tools do you have to take things out of people's butthole? Because I know that's I the biggest thing. I do. Is not that like the whole like gynecologist like stretch out your spank? Not your spank, but your <laughs> pussy lips and shit, or like the whole what's that hole called? <laughs> the vagina. No, that's your asshole. The rectum's the asshole valve. Like your pussy hole. Like the when vagina. they put the little when it when they put the thing in there. <laughs> What's like a vagina is a scientific a name? Wait, hold on, hold on. I am I have never been to a GOB I am hundred percent willing to have this conversation, but I would actually want I OBG. Want, um OGB. OBG? OBGYN. OBGYN. Yeah. What's the tool they use to like speculum? That's what I thought. That's why I kept saying fucking speculum. Count speculum. So when people like, so you've told us that most things that you find are in people's buttholes. <laughs> so like, how do you get that shit out? That's what I'm curious about. How do you get those things out of the boat? Do you put your hand in there? Do you fist them? Like how does because, this? Like, I fucking don't. What? I think they do. Don't they? Don't do surgery. I think it's like probably a, surgery. I mean, where you cutting, the asshole? Like how you? Like that's some. I'm, I'm being that. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> you're going in with your hand and propping it up. That's the worst. Like to be a doctor, you're like, yeah, I want to do so. Oh, come on. You know, it's like the fourth <laughs> one tonight. We literally like... asked Aaron what was the most thing that she's well, done. This before. is the thing. Like, the <laughs> very first she's... time I came on, I was absolutely and completely and am still more than willing to do a little vaginal, uh, clitoral, whole nine uteral. Why menopausal the period. Why are you the clitoris? I'm with you guys. I'm the like clit commander. All, I've, I've offered, Val. You remember I offered. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure seriously, that everybody How do you get shit out of people's buttholes? I don't. Who does? I the how do they do it? The surgeon. <laughs> doctor on duty. Where do they cut it to get the shit out? If it doesn't have a flange, you don't put it in 
A what? Like I'm all like anal play is great. So I'm you, all about if you don't have play, like a great. platform like we're just skinny and flat. If it doesn't have <laughs> a skinny so it's like a butt plug. So it's the butt plug that you're talking about. <laughs> it has to have, have a flan. A... What is a flan? I think a flan. Exactly. So it's like a flat piece like a... to a fucking butt plug. Flat please. Butt plug. This is the butt. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yes, that's what I'm saying. So, nothing, with a, a nothing with a string or a light bulb. Val, you did I not? Did I? I sent you the video of the uh, gas pipe sucking in a can. Did I not? Send me the fucking video. I don't remember. I will play this video. Send it I to Marcus because I don't remember. And send me the video right now. I'm going to play part. Send me the video. I'm going to play part three of Finger Fuck. Okay. And this is, this is anal. Colonizer, because I was the only and, white and, boy in the room. And you're fucking in butt plugs coming up on District of Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in a fight? Me? Yeah. yeah. Really? Tell me about your fight. Shut up. I'm the volume is really low. Why is it so low? Like a very sweet. Because you I like how she just said, yeah. But you also <laughs> yeah. look like somebody that wants Everybody turn your volumes up to hear the shit. Motherfucking heads might have to roll. She might fess the pussy. You... I might. You she might fist the might, asshole. You might put the boots. So I'm not the only one that fists an asshole when I get a no one. You're the I only one. Nobody fists an asshole. I told you. Full disclaimer: I did not fist an asshole ever. I like the disclaimer part. You're an anal colonizer. <laughs> she said disclaimer. Oh God, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> like I would enjoy doing that. Who here wants to be fucking colonized? God damn it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Listen, here. Columbus, take that oh, fucking Jesus. shit. Never <laughs> fucking back to Spain. Columbus. That just sounds like what Columbus did. Like he got here and it's like, kind of what Columbus came. Did. Who's getting the finger in the butthole? I'm taking over this. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, national people who live here already. I'm finger fucking you now. You wow. indigenous people. Fuck off. You want to fight? fight I'm giving me. you smallpox, bitch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, we were wild. We were wild he's, back in the day, bro. We were wild. Said, the DC structure was wild, bro. He said, I'm going to give you small Val, um, I'm Oh, my God. How long man. does it take men until they realize that they have a, an erogenous zone? That's the butthole. Right around their butthole. It's the butthole, bro. We know oh, this. Bro, we know this. The butthole. I've had fingers in my you'll butt. Know. Yeah, we know this shit. You'll know this, right? I, I've heard well, about it, but uh, now, that's such a no-go for me. Just, <laughs> I sent you what Aaron sent me. Sorry, Aaron. I apologize. I think Aaron. that I think that we need to uh, decrease this level of like butthole phobia. <laughs> I, there's no butthole phobia with me. I stick it in people's fingers and their butts all the time. To fight thing. people, to fight people. Yeah. And when during sex, I do it too. Yeah. See, there need that we need to smash. But offer to fight people. <laughs> he said, offer to fight people. <laughs> I mean, fight. yes, but that's not my main reason. Want to fight? He's like, <laughs> ma'am, do you want to fight? Ma'am, let's ma fight. <laughs> <laughs> But why are, you, so why are you getting comfortable? Why do you have very white play? 
<laughs> I would have Al Green playing Al Fuck Green. Off. Okay. Ma'am, yeah, I agree. you like fight. Al Green likes to yell at you. But that's, you like to fight, ma'am. Ma'am, here's that's like the, here's code the word. White. <laughs> exactly, that's code word. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> the lights go down. <laughs> oh man. Exactly. So this video is oh, not no. downloading. I can't get this video to download. What? That's terrible. No, I try. I mean, I was I was on call right there. You failed. 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 All right. Uh, if do you have anything left you want to say, sirs? Um, following um this uh documentary show on September third, actually uh, will September be second. Yo, September September second. Second. You guys got me. Okay, you guys got me. Did you just do the third like she did earlier? What the fuck, bro? Second. September. It's 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 the it's the rum. Um, yeah, September second. <laughs> Uh, Friday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, this is basically like setting up our our next uh, project uh, that we're going to be launching, which is uh, Khalil Jamal's album, which is a dedication uh, to D.C. and Amsterdam. And uh, that will be rolling out uh, right after uh, this uh, this event. So, yeah. So prepare well, for that. To, now you need to explain yourself. Why Amsterdam? That's oh, his inspiration that. place. Oh yeah. Okay. You buy hookers. Um, <laughs> I do too. No. Anytime I go overseas, <laughs> like, like, I always get uh, hookers, uh, dude. He said, uh, uh. <laughs> no, 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 no shaming. Uh, Amsterdam. Uh, 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 no shaming. Not, when I go on vacation, if I don't naturally, if I don't, if I don't naturally find sex, I buy the sex because that's their job. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I want the Mexico. Wow. Have, I want the Mexico has sex with Jessica. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's their job. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, the, you know, so that video did load this time. Okay. This is Saturday, Listen, man. there's no shame in any of our games. We are horny motherfuckers. When we go into another country where nobody fucking knows us, we want to do weird shit. That like you shouldn't uh, actually uh, have to leave button. this country in order to do weird shit. You just no, find a you partner. Do not, do but when you're in you. another country, right. it's like when you want to eat different food. I want different ass. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's what I'm saying. If you that's a t shirt, by the way. That's a decent That's a t shirt. And that, my friends, is also what happened. Oh, God damn it. Why'd you stop? Oh, it stopped. Why would anybody do Wait, that? Wait, what, what did he say? I missed I it. Hope. It's perfect. I'm having trouble uh, with this video. I'm, 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 Aaron, send me a shitty video. What are you going to say, man? I'm like, yo, what happens uh, to, to the What did he say? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is the car? I needed to see the car. What's the point of that fucking video that we did? It see? doesn't have a flange. It doesn't go in. What is the flange? <laughs> oh, that's the flange. flat piece of the fucking buffalo. Here we are talking about this. Here we talked about larger that. than the entry. Yeah. Oh, so a cucumber is not good. No. No. Because it's soft and mushy, right? Have you had to remove? Now stop yelling in the microphone. <laughs> the cucumber <laughs> from somebody's. Hey Val, can we actually do a woman? Can we do a woman? 
<laughs> that was a code word as soon as she said that. Oh, like, <laughs> menopause, period. I would be dead. Uh, uh, like, yes, let's do that. Let's do a podcast. Lady fucking takeover of your show. It should be you two and Valerie Graham talking about menopause. Let's just talk about it in general. Let's have a different fuck the all district the of misfits. Let's do a different podcast. Like all about? the fucking. The reason you're here is because of district of misfits. District of misfits. Wouldn't but, like, be here if it wasn't for the let's misfits. Do a dis- all I'm all I'm saying is um, menopause does have the word men in it. So <laughs> boom, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I shut up, shocker. You're not helping the goddamn cause. <laughs> God, I'm just saying. So you should be included. I gotta be a cunt, and I don't need you to I am, continue. I am, more. I am withholding my violence. Oh, withholding my violence. Okay. Holding. I mean, if I was a woman. <laughs> oh look, there's me as Alice. <laughs> You're right, so pretty so... on points. I, Wait, two more really, I can't remember because I'm old and I'm 50 and I can't remember shit. But do we show the I picture? Think that, I think that the district of misfits should yeah. have a bunch of DC ladies. We need a 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah, and just 20, 30, 40, 50. 30, okay. 40, 50. Okay. Before the show. A menopause like show? Or just talking about women in general? Yeah. You know, this is the yes, thing. We're going to talk about clitorists. We're going to talk about oral. We're going to talk about anal Are stimulation. Wow. I'm going to listen because I'm going to produce the shit. <laughs> so I'm good. I think and that, if it, yeah. I, I know, yeah. Shaka, you do your own podcast. Thank you, Shaka. Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna do it. Yeah, that's what, she, that's what she wants. She she wants people to take notes. So it's like this is what they think. Like, so, uh, mm-hmm. so you better take notes. Mm-hmm. When you do that, that's no bueno. <laughs> Cross that off your list of things like, that you oh, do. No, 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 no. If you're taking and then on week on on odd or even weeks, we're gonna bring Shocker back and ask him whether or not these things were successful. For him. <laughs> <Ooh>. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Actually, that's real funny. Because there is a question whether or not the Arabic alphabet is better than the American alphabet when it comes to cunnilingus. That's what? facts. That's facts. How's that? Is that, is that a thing? The alphabet yeah, is for yeah. cun- oh, are you doing? Oh, because you're doing the alphabet. The cunnilingus, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I'm saying the fucking Arabic, fucking yeah, that one. Could you, you imagine you have a book now and you're like sitting there? Okay, guys, we're gonna make it our way out, and uh, this is good vibes. This is fun, yeah, yeah, definitely. Pass this along to somebody who needs a good day. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love these, these little chinchillas. Is it chinchilla? Yes, yes. Marcus. So I, what happens? The with vi- this video? I, the video, I, I paused the video, same thing with the book plug. But it is my birthday coming up, so this is kind of cool to me. It's not your oh, birthday awesome. yet. What's when is your you birthday? It's not till Thursday. Okay. Do you want a chinchilla when you grow up? Is that like a birthday? No. I want a balloon. Fuck, it won't play. God damn you motherfucking. Anyway, it has a balloon that says happy birthday. Oh, that's awesome. But definitely <laughs> so looks like something that belongs to anime. Bullshit. Now you saw it. It was like the little, like... They're just like, ooh, they're so cute. I love chinchillas. All right, let's hope this plays. This is my favorite dude off TikTok. It's about uh, uh, cities. Marcus. 
Bitch, I am the best city. Bitch, in Austin, it costs $40 to take an Uber across the street. First of all, bitch, I'm not even responsible for that. That's San Francisco. What? San Francisco, why do y'all straight up not have a middle class? People are either thriving from app development or they're homeless. New Orleans, it's great to see that you're not having this discussion from underwater. I will cut you. Oh bitch, Philly oh. is the best city. You're the reason that Will Smith is out here well, slapping people. Well, if he was raised in Chicago, he would have shot Chris Rock, bitch. Hey, come on, guys. Let's not... Let's not be like this. Denver, are you high, bitch? Why, yes, thank you. Hey, San Francisco, is the house from Full House still there? Yep, you can buy it for $37 million. <laughs> bitch, for $37 million, I could buy all of Detroit. What, bitch? Bitch, you're like if Gotham was taken over by the Joker. Detroit, for real, bitch, Sarah McLaughlin should do a video raising money. <laughs> oh, fuck. Why did it stop? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that one hurt. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was really good. That's awesome, yeah. That Philly, that Philly shit was loud. Yeah. $37 million. Uh, yes, thank you. Hey, San Francisco, is the house from Full House still there? <laughs> yep, you can buy it for $37 million. <laughs> bitch, for $37 million, I could buy all of Detroit. What, bitch? Bitch, you're like if Gotham was taken over by the Joker. Detroit, for real, bitch, Sarah McLaughlin should do a video raising money. God damn it, those oh. motherfuckers. <laughs> well, it was yeah. over anyway. That's crazy. Okay, anybody I'm just else? Glad DC anything? wasn't in there. <laughs> no, no, DC is. Actually, no, oh. DC is actually the next thing up. So oh, God. that's why I stopped. They probably have the government is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have anything else that we need to promote? Amphibians, what you got? Nobody told me. September 2nd. Let's focus. We want to focus on that. Let's focus on this. Uh, yeah, September second. Eaton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eaton Hotel Cinema, September second, six p.m. to nine p.m. Please uh, show up. Uh, happy hour mixed by yours truly. Uh, it's going to be video. Um, you know, so you enjoy yeah. Q and A also. and this is the link to go there. Yeah, and you can also find us uh, amphibians.com and also on YouTube, amphibians, A-M-P-H-B-N-S. Uh, you can find all the content that we've done uh, from fresh convos to, um, you know, other things, videos and doodads, things. <laughs> you've done all the things. <laughs> it's the rum. I'm sorry. It's all of it. <laughs> AC to DC next though the album the whole yeah. album I did in Amsterdam that's next though but that's after this we focus on so let's have you guys back maybe not for a full show because we're booked let's bring you back on for like five to twenty minutes and just talk yeah sure yeah. no problem, no problem. Thank you guys for your thank you guys for your art and for your history you. and for you. actually like really wanting to put out what. DC music and DC scene, especially in the kind of that lost era. Yes. Um, you guys are really yeah, important. Yeah. You're doing something really special. Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate the fuck out of you guys. You guys are going. Uh, damn, Val. What? What? We love you. <laughs> drinking tequila. With, what? What are you drinking now? <laughs> yep, that's and the thing. Of tequila, it. I gave you. Hey, are you? Are you pouring tequila into your Tapa Chico uh, seltzers? Perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> she said perhaps. 
<laughs> I still got to come down to that bar. Girl, I don't want to be on this show with you being white girl wasted. Uh, it's okay. The, sh the show's almost over. So she's like, <laughs> Everybody stay on. We'll talk it in the after show. We're in, 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 totally insane.